Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I don't need no wine and dine. I want something high class. High class. I spend my nights at home romancing the podcast. Take a deeper dive into these movies that are trash. trash. Me once in a bookstore and then we'll smash. tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Safe, Safe Haven. Haven. All right. Was this the first time either of you had seen this movie? Maybe. This was the first time I've seen this movie. However, I had listened to a How Did This Get Made episode on it. Oh, okay. And so roughly 20 minutes into the movie, when you meet Kobe Smolder's character, I was like, Oh shit, that's right. They ruined the turn for you then. They ruined the yeah, turn, okay. but it, it just makes you cry more. Uh, anyway, so like <laughs> I picked this one because I was like, I want to do a Nicholas Sparks one, but it's too early to do Notebook it or is. Walk yeah. to Remember. And Chris yeah. Damaris wanted to do Walk to Remember. So like, I and we didn't have time to call him to do that. So I was like- We should do that though. I like Chris. He's great. I, I was like, what's, what's the other- weird Nicholas Sparks movie because I was like I know Lucky One is known for being fucking weird what's the other weird one and I was like I think it's Safe Haven you thought right yeah but I was like I can't remember <laughs> why it's weird I was like I know she's like on the run from the law but I don't remember what the twist was whatever I'll pick that one and then I got like 20 minutes into it and I was like oh right this is the one with a fucking ghost <laughs> and then I uh, enjoyed the rest of the movie it's not bad it's way better than the lucky one so you texted all that and i was like it obviously telegraphs that she's not a murderer i mean i mean <laughs> oh yeah, yeah oh that she's not a murderer yes so i went the whole movie being like what is Paige talking about she's obviously not a murderer she's like i i the twist and i was like okay and then like at the end i was like <gasps> oh see my, <laughs> i called it halfway through the movie because i was like because yeah, she doesn't talk to anybody else and she doesn't go inside anywhere exactly uh, you guys when you're not invested in any of the movies you watch <laughs> when they have a turn like that you're like oh because i'm only there for the podcast yeah absolutely <laughs> but i like this movie and i was surprised there was a how did you get made episode how on did it, this I was get like, made not how did you get made oh my god how did you get made is a different kind of podcast where we interview both your parents about the night you were conceived <laughs> not at the same time because they're divorced anyway how did this get made does this because there are sections of this movie that are so wildly impossible. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. The thing about this movie is it's not bad. He's not a bad guy. They have chemistry, definitely. Yeah. And so you're rooting for them and the kids are sweet and nobody's overly annoying. And without the fucking ghost, it would just kind of just be a hallmark, like a slightly better than normal Hallmark movie or whatever. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I literally, while I was watching this, guessed the turn halfway through it because you'd never see Colby with anybody else, right? Right. But also, I was like, this movie isn't 
awesome, but it's not like normal Nicholas Sparks bonkers. So I was like, there's got to be right. a weird turn. I bet Colby's a ghost. And Natalie was like, no, Nicholas Sparks doesn't do stuff like that. And I was like, he doesn't, we'll see. but he did <laughs> we'll in this one. <laughs> and I, when, it, when it revealed it, I looked at Natalie and she was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to defend this film. Okay. Cause like, oh, yeah. Is, is it Please. serviceable and like yes. not great? Yeah, yeah, but it's like the main relationship, at least healthy. I would say so. Like, yeah. most Nicholas Sparks things are like super, like abusive or yes. weird or like not great. Well, I mean, she's fleeing one of those relationships, well, so it yeah, starts yeah. off with that. Yeah, but at least she doesn't go to another one. No, like, I know. Yeah, the Notebook is, and then Lucky One. I mean, like they're they're, <laughs> they're, they're bonkers through and through. I would say this one ends up better i'd say there's one or two things in the beginning that are dicey but he does apologize for but then my thing is i like how even when a character's a fucking ghost nicholas sparks still finds a way to kill someone with cancer like he's got <laughs> such a boner for cancer like i can't even Paige, he has a boner for cancer and everybody walking everywhere <laughs> and cancer constantly walking seaside villages lighthouses <laughs> She took a bus. I will defend this film. And lots of people die of cancer. Yeah, no, I know. It but would it, be weirder if he started every book like six feet under where someone has like this weird ass death. Okay. He ends every book with a weird ass death. I was like, that's sort of what he does. It just happens that's at the end. That's sort of what he does. Every single Nicholas Sparks book, like you could play bingo with it and cancer would be your free space. Like it's so ubiquitous in his books. And, and I feel like nobody asks him this in interviews. Somebody, when you interview Nicholas Sparks, go like, did everyone around you die of cancer? Is this something that has personally affected you this much? No, he's a writer. He wished everyone around him died of cancer. <laughs> Show me on this doll where cancer hurt you. And like, no, he's just like, oh, it's just an easy way to kill everyone in books and you're just like why dude <laughs> why why is there so much of it but I mean I will say out of all of his properties that I have seen I think this might be the best no what's better no he okay here's what I'll say the notebook and walk to remember both have crazy relationships but they are better movies. Uh, this is not as good of a movie, but the relationship is better. Okay. I said property. But as far as modeling a healthy relationship, this and is having probably the best. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And I heard the book is a lot better from every woman I've ever talked to about this movie. <laughs> okay. So I, I have a bunch of notes about the book and fun facts because this is one of the ones I haven't read. Like I've read The Notebook. I've read A Walk to Remember. I've read a bunch of them. I hadn't read this one. And this one sounds fucking bonkers, by the way. Like, when I went to compare the two, like, I found, like, a plot listing. And I feel like the person who wrote out the plot listing that I found clearly preferred the book. But to a degree <laughs> that was kind of hilarious, where they'd be like, her hair is a different color. And I'm like, bitch, you got to pick your battles. I know, like, right? Like, on. what are we doing like, right this, now? That's wild. Um, but then on top of it, uh, they were like, and this happened, and this happened, which is so much better in the book. And I'm like, that's not better. I think the movie improved this a little bit, maybe. <laughs> the movie definitely streamlines I would say. I'd imagine it has to just because there's so much detail you can pack yeah. into a book and you only have two hours with a movie. So you've got to do some of that streamlining. If I am sitting there bored and not appalled by everything going on screen, I'm like, oh, this must be a decent romance movie. <laughs> 
I would say this movie, it definitely streamlines things that the book spends more time on. I, in reading the differences between, I didn't feel like I was sitting there going like, well, I wish they had done this differently. I felt like I was like, I understand why they made that choice for a movie. Yeah, I cried. I cried at the I end sobbed. and I don't usually cry. I, I don't usually sobbed. cry. And I was like, God dang it, there are tears in my face. It's a very sad movie. It is incredibly sad. And I usually can't do that because it's just so stupid and bonkers that I don't get emotionally invested. But I was like, she's trying real hard. And then his wife is a ghost that's making them better. <laughs> I, I was both crying and laughing at the same time because yeah, same. I was like sobbing because it's so heartfelt and sweet. But then yeah. also being like, did they just M. Night Shyamalan a Nicholas Sparks movie? Yes. Because yes, yes they did. But when she read that letter, I was just tears, man. It same. Was oh, that letter. Niagara Falls. That letter. I was ugly crying in my house from the second he found that the letters weren't burnt up in the fire i started uh, crying yeah yeah. I, yeah I was like those are the letters yeah also all of my important stuff's in, in like a fireproof bag here at the house yeah. in case it burns down he should invest in that because the ghost of your dead wife is not going to be there every time to protect you from not making smart homeowner decisions i'm yes uh he could also not light off fireworks like 10 feet from his house okay uh, i feel like fairness, they should be at a safer distance in all fairness her husband like sprayed gasoline, all gasoline. Over it, like, only on the front the damn thing went up like it was a it was like it was the, a tinderbox that house yeah. is made of matches he's like this gasoline soaked plywood house is just not holding up very well to these sparks <laughs> Because he, he like basically sprays the dock and like the storefront. Yeah. When we turn back to that house, the back of the house is on fire. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, man. Like the inside yeah. burned up. Yeah. Well, like the other side of the house is where the spiral staircase is. Right. And like immediately when the front like it's part like of the house is on fire, it gets going. Yeah. yeah. It's like locking her in that room because I, I like the. There's fire on the steps of the spiral staircase. I, I was like, the this metal was metal. Staircase. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it would be hot. Like, it would be too hot to run down. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. But you know how metal catches on fire, right, Paige? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we know all about that from Remember Me. Oh, Wait, did yeah. a metal? Oh, no, you're right. That happened to Remember Me, too. So what you're saying is that was jet fuel he sprayed on the couch. <laughs> Melting those steel the... beams. And also, oh. I have to admit that I thought you meant the lucky one and remembered that there was that weird attic that also had a weird spiral staircase. But oh yeah spiral staircases make good films i mean there's just nothing else <laughs> to say way, about that th this is just gender bent lucky one by the way it is yeah because it's a it's a girl leaving oh she's way more i know she's like seeing people who aren't there and like not in a good place <laughs> just talking to herself this entire movie yeah she's in still a way better mental health condition than zach efron yeah because she does not body slam a child at the beginning of this <laughs> <Yeah>. movie <laughs> i mean but what if she did though she takes a bus from where did they flee from boston. new york or boston. boston she takes a bus she didn't like be like i've got to walk from boston <laughs> well i have questions about the bus and her starting over that i will raise when we get there but it's the same idea of like Going to a small town, somehow buying a house, redoing that house, and then making that your home right there. Except hers didn't have a kick-ass outdoor sex shower. That's just a hose that they put above them. I mean, <laughs> no, like, that's in, not... in Lucky One, they had like a full. He had like a full-blown outdoor remember, shower. I was thinking, that was for the dogs. 
No, she had the dog thing. He had his own house with like a fuck shower. Everyone has a fuck shower page. <laughs> if you try hard enough, yeah. any shower can be a fuck How shower. How nasty would an outdoor shower be? I'm like looking, thinking about like having one in my backyard and how like dumb that is an idea. Bugs. Mold. I was just glad to finally see an accurate portrayal of a Boston police officer. <laughs> <laughs> you mean his boss who was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that scene because he's like, what are you drinking? Water. Give me the bottle. <laughs> like, Give me the bottle. He, know, he knows immediately. Turn in your bottle and your badge <laughs> and your gun. <laughs> he's like, did you really put a nationwide APB out on your Accusing wife? Accusing your wife of murder? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck, dude? My bosses are pissed. It's water. No, it's not. <laughs> no. I actually watched this sort of conversation take place at work once, and it was oh, no. insane. Yeah. Was it the same kind of, did it go the same way? It was just like, it was when I was working on call centers, and this lady would yeah. come in with like a Sonic cup. It's always a Sonic cup. I know. <laughs> well, because they've got those like Route 44 shakes that are like yeah. huge. So, and she was just filling it with vodka. And you could smell it. That's a retail <laughs> special for sure. Oh, yeah. Anyway, she yeah. got fired. It was sad. That's a sign of alcoholism. If you need help, get help. Don't do that and hunt your ex-wife because then, <laughs> then we get to make jokes. If you find yourself <laughs> having to disguise liquor because you're drinking it on the move. Yeah, he drives drunk from Boston to North Carolina. And then from Colorado to Louisiana. <laughs> He's not a great guy. She looks great as a blonde. It's, she is a blonde. Is he a natural blonde? Is that what it is? I think so. Well, she's always been blonde. Like, brunette is an off color for her because she's always blonde in other movies and everything else. When she was in Rock of Ages, she was blonde. Yeah. She's the main character from that or the main female character I was from like, that. She hasn't yeah. had to redo her roots once. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some hair dye notes because the idea that she could go from brunette to blonde in her neighbor's bathroom, like within an hour or so to then run away, impossible. I assume they were just like pouring bleach over her head for an hour and a half. Like, I, Yeah, we just got dishwasher bleach or some shit. I have no idea how you would do that, Paige. Okay, so for, first of all, you would have to bleach her whole head to pull the brunette out, out and yeah. to tone her down. Sure. That application plus sitting time is going to take at least an hour. Right. Once you rinse that out, she's then going to have to tone her hair because it'll come out either like orange or gray. Like it doesn't just come out blonde perfectly. If you're going just from brunette to blonde, you have to tone it which is easily going to take another hour going from like, you know, brunette to a full head of blonde. You better block out like three, uh, like three plus hours for that shit. Oof. And you should go to a professional or else a bunch of your hair is going to fall out. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure all they did in this movie was take the wig off and then she got on yeah. the bus. <laughs> now in, in the book, this is a, a spoil a book. Fun fact in the book, she goes from blonde to brunette. Which you could do in like a half sure, hour. Sure, because you just get hair dye at that point because you're yeah, and you you're going to a, a darker color. Cover your head, rinse it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that 
that's something that like the person who was writing the comparison had a bone to pick and i was like okay realistically yes yeah i just assume that it's because the actress actually has blonde hair and didn't want to have she to does. wear a wig the whole movie so they yeah. switched mm-hmm. it which i i don't care like whatever i get it it serves the same purpose either way it does it's an impossible timeline but i it didn't bother me watching the movie. i was like yeah good for her blonde looks great i mean but her neighbor is the world's best beautician slash cherry <laughs> yeah. pie creator but I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. And I haven't said that a lot on this podcast. I honestly thought it was way better than I expected it to be because it was Nicholas Sparks. And I was like, oh, this is going to be batshit bonkers like the lucky one. And it wasn't like it was very watchable. Yeah, it's very watchable. Before we get started, ASMR for the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you one of those microphones you can lick, Paige. Uh, oh, Mikey, no. Oh, oh, I hate what both of you guys. That was a mistake. Oh. Mikey, what sound was that you just made? Eating wings. <laughs> All right, it sounds a lot like something else. Do you guys want to get into this movie? Yes. Let's do it. All right, we open on a woman running out of her house covered in blood, and it's brunette Julianne Hoff, and she runs to a neighbor. She's having her head period. <laughs> Oh, my God. If you did not listen that to Horror, Horror Virgin, yeah, I'm so sorry. You're very confused. Go back and listen to what episode was that? Malignant. That was Malignant. malignant. That That's was right. like literally the last yeah. one. But she's carrying like a uh, grocery bag, like a plastic grocery bag full of like clothes with her down the street. She's wigging out, full wig ass wig. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what has happened at this point. We just know that she is bloody and running. Yeah, I assumed it was sort of a domestic violence situation, but she she had yeah, gotten away. Yeah, that's what I assumed. It's a Nicholas Sparks movie. It was yeah. like the title that gave it away. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And also the fact that it was a Nicholas Sparks movie, like Paige said. But she's also sort of bloody. So I did not assume that she had stabbed him, but, you know. I, I hoped she had. But that's just me being a lady being like, get him! Like, really rooting for her. At the end of this movie, when he kills himself, I don't know, like, they're wrestling with a gun and it goes off and it kills him. I was like, finally. It's different in the book, but yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. So, we cut to her now as a blonde at a bus terminal. Oh, don't we see her, like, banging on her her neighbor's door and her neighbor, like, letting her in? It's like quick cuts. You don't really know what's going on. You're texting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, like, runs to the the neighbor we don't even see the neighbor open the door we just see the neighbor in the window that's it that's oh, all we see i thought she opened the door and like tried later to we see her oh okay, okay yeah okay, yeah, okay. yeah later when we kind of recap the night we see that that the neighbor took her in yeah, and, yeah, and that's okay. what happened but we cut to her blonde at a bus terminal but like fully covered up she's got like a jacket with oh, a hood yeah. on it and her hair's like in her face so she can only see like tomorrow like through the one eye and yeah, the part yeah, yeah. of her hair yeah uh she bumps into people but keeps moving as she does cars screech to a halt outside the cops pull up looking for her yeah and they're going full t2 just like have you seen this boy and the guy kind of looks like him too he does sort of look like the guy from t2 like the cop yeah uh i like when the person she brought the ticket from was like no i don't know her and then the guy she bumped into was like yeah but she had short blonde hair isn't she blonde and everyone yeah. ignores it <laughs> yeah but so they try to find what bus she has boarded and they check the two buses before her but the one she's on it pulls away before they can check her yeah now i have to pause at this juncture okay this is a post 9-11 film how do you think that she was able to buy bus fare and tickets without any identification oh i assume she did have identification they go to search the lists later all you really need for a bus ticket is like a fake id okay i don't think she had time to get a fake id 
ID. You just show your like driver's license and like, does this match the ticket? But she didn't have time to get any fake documents. It's less of a problem for the bus ticket than it is for me for her to get a job under an assumed identity later. What year was the book written? Oh, probably pre 9-11, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's a movie and you could fix things. You can't fix 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pierce Brosnan ruined it for us forever. I just looked it up. Safe Haven came out 2010. Okay, oh, so like, um, well, um, so you know, then no, then no excuses, probably. People just don't understand the bus system. That's fine. Well, it again, it bothered me less for the bus because I, I was like, she could have paid cash. Like the neighbor could have given her cash. Yeah, and that's she was what just I like Cash buy. But later on, when she both buys property, which I will talk about in fun oh, fact, I thought she was renting. I didn't think she I bought she was that renting place. Too. Yeah, even renting, she couldn't afford it. Uh, and B. When she got a job without any identifying documents, I was that like, didn't bother me either. It super bothered me because I used to hire people in 2013, and federally, it's almost impossible. Oh to no, hire people without documents legally. Oh yeah, okay. of course. I don't think any of this is done legally. It's a small town restaurant where yeah, the, like the that, owner has the, to work there. She's desperate for help. This whole thing is like Southern. Like, oh, I'll put you over this house for 500 a month. We don't tell anybody. Yeah, and then I'll pay you under the table because like you're like blonde. Well, fun facts: a she couldn't even afford the 500 a month b even if they are paying her under the table she's not making enough for that house and c if they are paying her enough for the table the second the cops get wind of anything in that building they'd have to be hiding her like it's it's way harder to just quote hire people under the table now than it used to be so i have i'm i have serious questions about how this happens i'm sure that they just yada 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 oh wait no the book answers the questions the movie doesn't oh okay oh well how do they answer it in the book okay so in the book she doesn't leave in just one night she plans her escape and okay uses a unfortunately i guess she has lost a daughter in the book and uses her daughter's identity okay to relocate okay and so that's how it answers all those questions so she's significantly older in the book no it's dead baby daughter like okay just uses that identity okay so no i guess she just the changes age. the age okay yeah yeah I was yeah gonna say. because that's something you probably could get away with Okay. I mean, it probably would be easier than, you know, not having IDs. Yeah. I figured she prepared to leave for a while. In the movie, she does not. In the book, she did. Yeah. In the movie, she doesn't have time. Like, she just gets the fuck out of there as fast as possible because her life is on the line. I figure it was kind of like uh, Invisible Man where, like, she talks about it. It's like, one day we got to do this. Like, let's plan it out a little bit. And then, like, she knocks on the neighbor's door. And she's like, this is it. No, because we know that the neighbor hasn't been in the neighborhood long, or at least she hasn't been. The girl hasn't been in the neighborhood long yeah katie so the movie she does not plan she doesn't have any time to plan the book she plans for months but that was one of the things that i was like eh, i'll let it go <laughs> like like it is gonna bother me that sh that no one asks for id for the rest of this movie but yeah, we gotta move small on, town baby we, it doesn't even, matter yeah we've gotta move on i've seen weirder things happen in small towns i sure 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 so we follow this bus as it drives through the south but the bus is like off-roading almost it's driving yeah, up this windy road no it's, yeah, it's not no, in the interstate that is legit the blue ridge parkway guys which by the way buses are not allowed to drive on well fun i fact. mean they, that one was <laughs> That one was Because I recognized it But legally Buses are not allowed To drive on it They got a special thing For just this movie. Oh wait really Yes really That's so funny Yeah 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 
so they stop in Southport, North Carolina, and she goes into like the little market slash coffee shop and this annoying old lady is bitching about the coffee. And I'm like, you're at basically a truck stop. You're going to get whatever coffee you're going to get. Or just leave. Like, wh- why bitch about it? Yeah. I don't know. Shut up, Karen. I'm not going to defend her, but I think people can complain about whatever they want to complain. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. That's the problem. Keep it to yourself. Or text your podcast co-host. That is true. Because I sure yes. should have complained about coffee <laughs> to you too when I'm saying a lot. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, don't complain to the like person not making enough money who's at the register like lady i don't control the coffee i take the money yeah exactly isn't it the daughter too she's like six no it's it's him oh that's right that's right it's him and it's his store but i'm also like bitch it's a small town what kind of fancy arabica nonsense you think they got back there like what are you doing this is a small town there are no construction regulations to prevent fires from spreading (laughs) fast especially (laughs) at gas stations sprinkler systems hell no not in my freedom (laughs) (laughs) smoke alarms no also i love that she's like bitching about the coffee and he's like that'll be 97 cents and i'm like in our year of our lord 2013 when this movie was made you're going to complain about coffee that costs you less than a dollar get the fuck out you couldn't even buy a curing cup for that bye she got the senior discount and still complained back in my day coffee was 25 cents i mean sure before both wars anyway (laughs) she boards the bus but Katie, as we will come to know her, Julianne Hoff, stays behind. And I choose to believe that knowing she would be on the bus with that annoying woman is why she chose yes. to get off the bus. I agree completely. She's like, I cannot take that woman anymore. I'm just going to live <laughs> here now. Fucking done. I choose to believe she missed the bus and just made the best of it. Well, because she like watches them boarding and chooses not to get yeah, on. Yeah, she, she very clearly chooses not to. I know, but wouldn't it have been funnier if she was like pooping and then like comes back out and was like, I guess I'm here. That'd be Actually, me. that is what happened in the book she's she's checking out the hoop <laughs> and then she just hears the <laughs> of the bus pulling this out this 97 yeah. cent coffee went right through me <laughs> I'm, I'm pinching a loaf i can't get there i guess i live here now in this very unsafe bathroom todd you don't need fire regulations you're next to the water <laughs> get your fire regulations out of my freedom <laughs> <laughs> anyway She stands there like watching a buoy in the harbor. It's probably some sort of metaphor. Um, But what I couldn't stop thinking about, and this is definitely an insidious two level Foley note. (laughs) She goes to set the coffee cup down on the edge of the dock where she's sitting and you hear it. But it's very clearly the sound of an empty coffee cup yeah. <laughs> that we just saw her buy. And it's loud enough to hear. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> and so I took note of it. There you go. That's a loud ass coffee cup, dog. I was like, that's a loud ass empty coffee cup. Yeah. Anyway, we cut back to Boston where police are looking at security footage from the bus station, specifically her husband and, and some of the guys that work with him. Yeah. Um, and they can't find her yet we cut to her walking along the beach and sleeping under the pier so apparently she was going to grab some heroin on her trip (laughs) (laughs) she just doesn't have a place to stay yet Paige. that's what happens under the pier where i live under the boardwalk yeah you went to a song by otis like i did that day mikey did otis redding you did red hot chili peppers 
Yeah, which is the, the appropriate one because that's what <laughs> yeah. that song's Take about. Me all the way. Yeah, yeah. I think Otis Redding's is about making out with a woman under the boardwalk. Yeah, it is. that's the original purpose of boardwalks. Okay. Sure. I mean, here's the thing. It seemed like a lovely place to sleep. Were there not the danger of muggings and and drugs? They're so in a like, small, small town. Page? This town. Jesus. Yeah. yeah no, like, I'm just saying, like, it's not fucking L.A. What is happening? <laughs> I have lived in many places with beaches and under docks and. Not a single one of them would I ever sleep there or be there after dark. Have you ever slept under a dock in a village of eight people? Like, there's no, no one I'm in this saying, town. Like, like she's from a big place where that would also not be a safe place to be. Yeah, so like, but she's no it's longer a weird there. place to choose. I know, but like, there's there's not cover. She's out in the open. Are the police not around? Like, it was a bad place to sleep. Stardew Valley has a larger population than the town of Safe Haven or wherever the fuck we are. Yeah, there are 10 people in this town and one of them is a ghost. Yeah, one of them is a ghost, but also <laughs> buses come daily at multiple points in the day. And you know who is on buses? People like not necessarily the most savory Bus people. people. Bus people. And she's right there. <laughs> I would have chosen to go further inland is all I'm saying. But I'm glad she had one nice beach night. Yeah. Paige has been on this like, you attack weird parts of movies lately, and I love it. I'm here for I, it. I'm just attacking the logic of what it. What was the, Todd, what was the thing the other day that she attacked that was so, we were it like. It was Scream 3 about Stab 3, and I was yes. vindicated online about it, by no, the way. Multiple people. <laughs> no. No, you were not. On Twitter. No. Don't don't go to your echo chamber to feel <laughs> no, no, no. On Twitter, multiple people are like, you are right. It is a weird thing that they fixed later. And I was like, okay, fine. They were like, it, it is out of order. You never see stab two. She should have never slept under the docks. We can't let this she go. Have. You, this is PSA. Don't fucking sleep under a dock. You're going to get shivved to death. It's like a bad place to be. I don't care where you are. Don't sleep under a dock. First of all, tides. Secondly, drugs. She slept over the dock, and you know what happened there? It burned down. I know. <laughs> See, it's not safe. Nothing safe happens under the dock. Anyway. It's not a safe haven. It's not. Not yet. Not until Josh Demel, Demel gets there. Is that how you say his name? I don't fucking know. I just know that he was married to Fergie for a while. Was he really? Yeah. And I want you to imagine what this movie would have been like starring Fergie. He always seems nice, though. Like, he seems he like he'd be a cool. decent dude to get a beer with, you know? Do you think that Fergie wouldn't be? Like, I don't know anything about Fergie, really. I could never marry Fergie because I'd be Fergie like... Fergie previously struggled with addiction, but from what I understand, has been clean for a long time. Yeah, I don't know anything about her, really. I would always be calling her Fergalicious and she would divorce me immediately. That's fair. Like if she cooked for me, I'd be like, oh, this is Fergalicious. Yeah. Mikey, we all know you'd be like, uh, this dinner is 2000 and late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go upstairs in 2000 and mate. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, she wakes up on the beach next to a fish restaurant. And goes and is like, do you have any job openings? And they're like, well, we've been kind of busy lately, so sure. They're like, no, I came into work and saw you sleeping out there. Yeah. I had to walk past you sleeping. We thought you were dead. So no. All yeah. they needed to be is have this woman be like, hey, are you okay? I saw you sleeping there before I opened the restaurant. And she's like, I came from a bad situation. I don't want to talk about it. Why don't you start working here and I have a place you can rent like really cheap? Here's what I think. I think that's probably what happens in the books. And I think that makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Now, in the book, she tells a lot more people what happened to her. 
So it's not as much of a secret. Uh, Josh Demel's character. He he guesses in the book. Oh, where where he's like, by the way, you flinch constantly. I think this might be what happened to you. And yeah. she's like, yes. I'll talk about it a little bit more in fun facts. But so in the book, it seems like she's she more readily tells people what she's running from and they willingly shield her, which to me makes a lot more sense than people just not asking questions. Yeah, and that's a lot more realistic. I like that more, honestly, because then it's like yeah. the town's also trying to protect her, which I sort of like. Anyway. Yeah. And I think she like flinches when the espresso machine goes off yes, and in the, scene. the lady hires her. And now there's a part of me that wondered if and this is maybe their nod to it in the book. If the lady saw that the lady who runs the restaurant saw that and was like, oh, OK, yeah, I know what's going on here. Yeah, I know what's going on. Absolutely. and I'm not going to ask questions. <laughs> that yeah. absolutely could be. Yeah. she. But I mean, in, in the movie, it's almost like, oh, you must have had a troubled past with an espresso machine. <laughs> she does not seem to pick up on it in the book like or in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show us on this espresso machine where it hurts. <laughs> uh, but also uh, later when she actively hides from police, no one seems to be like, hmm. Everyone's just like, why are you in the corner, Katie? <laughs> just like, <laughs> let's go. Anyway, she gets her set up. She like tells her how the tables work, kind of runs her through the job. We cut to her finding adorable swamp house. Yes, because it does not appear to be on the water, but it does appear to be like inland from the water some. Yeah. yeah. And the realtor, I guess, whoever's showing her the house, landlord, maybe, realtor, possibly. We never see that person again, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't yeah. really matter. She's like, it's got lots of potential. I'll take it. And I was like, with what money? Because like, even <laughs> she would need first and last, probably. Yeah. Unless it's under the table and somebody knows that they're helping her, um, which I think has to be it. It has to be. But that's not what's shown in the movie. In my mind, I was like, oh, a month must have just passed. And we just didn't know because yeah. she would have had to have like gotten some money together. But she's still wearing right. the clothes she wore the first day on, on the job. Yeah. And they could have just wrote a scene with that restaurant owner where she's like, hey, I need a caretaker for my mom's old property or whatever and yeah. you just make sure it's okay you can stay there rent free for a while get on your feet yeah and that makes more sense you know help me fix it up sort of thing you know right yeah this energy drink tastes like red starburst Ooh, mm. i just had my purple monster it's the only thing that gets me through the days is monsters you guys want to see i have a peach peach monster in the fridge but i'm trying new shit nice were you going to show us something mikey my purple monster Fuck. I do no, I don't want to see that. You. Why is it unless, purple? Unless you have a picture of Grimace. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Grimace is uh Grimace is the face they make when they see it the first time, Paige. Yeah. Because they're like, that's never gonna fit. I hate y'all. <laughs> this is my own fault. She's like, ow. And you're like, calm down, it's just your belly button. <laughs> and you can turn one from an innie to an outie. <laughs> Now, now we're referencing Malignant again. We've got to move on. We've got to move, move on, on, guys. <laughs> so we cut to, she wakes up from a nightmare. Uh, the window's open. She rushes to close it. And as she does, she falls through a hole in the floor. Yeah. And as she looks through the hole, Houston, we have a possum. Oh, um, yeah. We have a possum sighting. I did love that. <laughs> it's an old reference, but it checks out. Yeah. I, I follow a Twitter account that just posts 
one possum photo every hour. And so I am happy to see possums at any time. Fuck, that's 24 possums a day. How do they get that yeah, much content? Yeah, they have to be scheduling those posts. Oh, I'm I sure. don't know. Yeah, they're using like Hootsuite to schedule 24 possum posts a day. A you day. You don't know how many possums are actually running the account. That's true, I don't. I think the number of possums running the Twitter account is zero. <laughs> Well, oh, I believe in ye magic. Ye of little faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to live in the dark world that you live in where joy and magic don't exist. Yeah. They've got <laughs> thumbs, asshole. Yeah. All right. So now that she has a job and a place to stay, she goes down to the little market and she's just buying like stuff for the house and realizes that they are engaging in the practice of child labor. Yes. He's like, well, my kids are six and nine. I better put them to work. Yeah. You guys have to make rent now that mom is gone. <laughs> Lexi, if you could just uh, fireproof this store while I'm out, I'd really appreciate that. Lexi, I'm going to need you to fill out a W-2. <laughs> you want to claim your doll as a dependent? Cool. If you got time to grieve, you got time to sweep. No, if you got time to weep, you got time to sweep. There Hell it is. Yeah. Yes. So. She's looking for stuff and she asks if they sell paint. And I can only imagine it's because it's like the only store in town. And so they have like some hardware-y stuff there, but not a ton. And the little girl's like, yeah, we have paint. We have all these colors in the back. You could pick one. Yeah. And it's Lexi is a little girl who recommends that she picks yellow. And she's just like, okay, yellow, that's a happy color. Like, can I get some samples of it? And Lexi leaves to go get her the samples. Yeah. Meanwhile... Alex, Lexi's dad, comes in and is just like, oh, hey, you're still here. I thought you left with the bus people. Let me check you out. <laughs> Which, by the way, if I was somebody fleeing, I would be horrified that somebody recognized me and I'd yeah. be like, keep the paint. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> but he, he recognizes her again. Well, and they also talk about how it's like a pass through town. People don't stay very long. Like, right. they may come there on vacation, but they're gone in a week. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And she tells him that she's painting the floors in the kitchen and Lexi comes back with the samples and he's like, uh, yeah, take them home, pick a color and we'll order it for you. And he then proceeds to ring up the rest of her order, like the king of rice is basmati rice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that he's literally throwing the like the stuff she's buying to his daughter and, Lexi catches and she's it. catching it. Yeah, she's doing a it. great <laughs> job catching it, too. Like that little girl's a pretty great actress she's pretty adorable yeah but she's film. so adorable she makes the mo like she's part of why the movie is is so sweet is because of her like yeah because kids can get real annoying real fast and she does not oh you mean like josh the brother's an asshole yeah, yeah. Uh, the brother's His just grieving is dead. yeah he's okay. just grieving but he's not super nice but he is grieving his mother's death and they sort of talk about that absolutely yeah well and, and in the end when it burns down that scene where he's crying made me like oh, I lost openly weak. Oh, yeah. He's like, mom died and you're going to like hook up with a bus person? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's grieving too. But like back at the restaurant where she works, she's packing up a to-go order and the cops come in to pick it up and she freaks out immediately. Yeah, well, she's concerned that they're like looking for her, which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because her husband's a cop and is looking for her. Yeah, we cut to like they take the order from her. She goes home and there's somebody like on the porch creeping around the house, which again would fucking freak me out. Yes. Yeah. Like they they paint a lot of this as her paranoia. And I'm like, no, in her position, I'm freaked out. 
yeah. through a lot of this. Especially if a ghost is looking in my window. I mean, I'd let this ghost look in my window. I bet you would, Mikey. I don't think you'd ghost her either. I think you'd like stay a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live there, so it's like I would stay a while. Well, I mean, like in real life, I'd, Im- I'd imagine that Colby is up your alley. He wants to be up her alley. Yeah. You know Anyway, so this is where she first meets Kobe Smolders, a.k.a. Joe. Right. And they have kind of a conversation of like, yeah, I like kind of living off the beaten path, whatever. But she's a little cold to her because she was a fucking stranger looking yeah. in her windows and she's on the fucking run from the law. Exactly. Well, from her ex-husband. She hasn't really done anything like wrong. the law, but though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we cut to her going to bed uh, and reading one of the free books she got from the market because they have books that tourists leave there and then they just give them out. And my favorite was Lexi being like, free books. They're good books. Take a book. And I was just like. Oh God, she's adorable. And then her dad, her dad is like, "You've never read one of those books." She's like, "I know, <laughs> I know." She's fucking <laughs> really adorable. It's great. Love it. We cut to the police station where the evil cop that we don't know is her husband yet. Yes, we will find out later. Is trying to find out like uh, at the bus station how many stops from here to Atlanta? Like a fucking ton, dude. It's from Boston to Atlanta. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're an idiot. Yeah. You're a bad investigator. Like the guy's like, yeah, like any city can go to any city. It's called America. There are roads everywhere. My favorite is like, where can you go from Atlanta? And he's like, anywhere. <laughs> and that's just on the bus. Yeah, yeah. that's just on the bus. I did like that the, this actor did a good job of being like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you are dumb, sir. Yeah. He's like, do you have a map? And he's like, yeah, there's fucking Atlanta. And you see how like all the other cities in America are there. She can go to all of them. Are we done here? I got to go to Duncan's. <laughs> <laughs> I love Duncan guy. Uh, anyway. Fucking love that commercial, man. <laughs> that SNL commercial. Yeah. I love, that's he, like- I, it It's amazing. And then he spikes that drink yes. at a car at yeah. the end. And it's like chef's kiss. So, uh, great. so my favorite is he's like trying to do a computer search. He's like, my job just got a little harder. That's all. And it's like, yeah, I'll say it did. Cause you didn't know how fucking buses worked. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> the other guy's like, what exactly are you working on? We had four murders yesterday. And like, you don't seem to be helping over here. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Did you know that the buses can go anywhere from Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the moment where I was like, that guy totally went to his boss's office right after this conversation and was like, hey, I think we got a problem out here with the uh, detective. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Constable Vodka out here doesn't understand buses. Yeah. We had a drug-related homicide on the side of the road in Boston, uh, and he's searching what cities can be reached by bus from Atlanta, which does not seem to be relevant to the cases we are working on. Could you guys Didn't look into him? Missing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But he is working for like, I don't know, a month, but solely on where his wife is and not his actual job. Like, I think like they would have fired him before this happens. Yeah, I feel like for a long time they're like walking through his office like, hey, where's the and they do ask him about this one other case. And he's like, yeah, I'm working on it like paperwork. And they're like, ah, paperwork. Well, No, it's worse than (laughs) that. They're like. The guy's like, hey, I think there's proof that the guy you arrested is not actually, yeah, not actually guilty. And he's like, whatever, the DA signed off on it. I'm working another case, which he's not. He's trying to find his wife. He's not. Yeah. Well, and he's he's just like, like swilling vodka, like no one's innocent. (laughs) 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 Uh, 
<laughs> What's the guy's name? I don't know, but he had the right to remain violent. <laughs> <laughs> What's the captain's name? The detective's name. Oh, Tierney. They call him by his last name, Tierney, yeah. I don't remember his first name. I mean, like, if I had to guess based on his attributes, Sweaty, that might be his first name. <laughs> oh, when he's walking around the town at the end, like, and he's got a good three-day sweat stain on his shirt, I was like, what the fuck? The humidity down here. Was that your <laughs> Boston accent? Hang on one second. Hang on. What was that? The humidity <laughs> down here. The humidity <laughs> down here. What? I don't know what you're trying to do. Oh, wow. That's like, I have such wildly variable accent work that it's just like, <laughs> I just don't know. Your Crypt Keeper was my favorite. I felt I was nailing that. You did nail it. But this one, no. This dude's wicked sweaty and shouting all the time. You know, like most people from Boston. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, we cut back to the small town. Katie shows up at the market where her boss is there too buying stuff. And the boss is like, hey, bring the kids by to see me, which for a hot second, because I didn't know and I, I didn't see if this was in the book or not. It made me wonder if she was their grandmother. Yeah. Which would be a cool little twist too, or maybe not much of a twist, but it would be a cool little detail. Yeah. 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 Anyway, she's like, I want to see the kids. I miss them. We cut to Lexi drawing a flying fish outside. Yes. And Katie comes into the store and is like, I picked lemon twist for the color samples. Although the color she ends up with is much more of like a butter. But okay. it's different than the one she shows them. <laughs> Definitely. But whatever. And he's like, how much do you need? And she goes, probably a gallon. And I was like, no, you need way more paint than that. And also she doesn't order primer or anything. He ends up ordering it for yeah, her. Yeah, she does get primer though because he makes a point of talking about it. But yeah. Yeah. We never see her get wood or anything to repair the floor. So there's a part of me that, that just pictured her just painting over it and just making multiple layers of paint Absolutely, to be like, yeah. there it is. Fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Josh does fall through it later in the movie. Oh, I say Josh, which is his son's name, but his actual name. Alex. Uh, Alex is his real name. Yeah. He falls through it later in the movie. So, I mean, she did a shitty job fixing it. Yeah. She's like, this cardboard didn't hold. Whatever. <laughs> but he asks, like, can I get your name and number uh, so that I can call you in the paints? And she's like, it's Katie. And I'll stop by Monday. Because as far as I can tell, I don't think she has a cell phone. Or a home phone. No, she yeah. said she doesn't. Yeah, she does say, I have no number, but I'll stop back by on Monday. Yeah. And as she leaves, the Alex's uncle who runs the store with him is like, when do we start selling paint? And he's like, today? Yeah. Shrug? <laughs> like, Time to go to Home Depot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I think they order it from whoever their supplier is for like stuff they need for the store. Mm -hmm. And just charge her for it. Yeah. Anyway, she goes outside. Lexi gives her the drawing. But we get a shot of Josh, who is Lexi's brother, being like angry Fisher boy and like not liking it. Yeah. Because he doesn't want his mom to be replaced. Anyway. So on her walk home, she meets up again with her friend Joe and they talk the whole way home about like how Joe always wanted to go to Europe and whatever. And at this point, because I knew the twist, I was crying because I was like, she'll never get to go to Europe. Like just <laughs> super sad. I hadn't guessed the twist at this point, so it didn't really affect me. But like when she was like, oh, you've got plenty of time. And thinking back on it, I was like, oh, no, she didn't have any time left. She didn't have any time. Anyway, meanwhile, back in Boston. Austin. her evil cop husband is like have you seen this woman to the neighbor who helped her and the neighbor's like no we 
blinky blinky. Like, <laughs> Clearly, that's a lie. But I mean, he believes her at this point. The neighbor right. who writes the longest cherry pie recipe in the history of cherry pie recipes. I mean, it sounds like it included the crust recipe as well. I stand okay. that cherry pie recipe. And it was the best cherry pie that Tierney had ever had before he beat his wife and choked her almost to death. Yeah. That doesn't sound like good cherry pie to me, Todd. I'm not saying it's the neighbor's fault, but I'm saying that cherry pie clearly led him to bad decisions. No, we cannot blame the pie for this. <laughs> no, we have to put the blame where the blame should be, and that's on fucking Duncan. Like, when you get that hyped up <laughs> on an iced coffee, so what it who is. knows what'll happen? Uh, but also, no, he's a, he's a bad person. And he hurt her, and I don't like it, and I'm glad he got stabbed. After she left that night, he gets up holding his side like, God, I got to switch to decaf. (laughs) (laughs) I like blueberries. You know that candy, the bacon on that sandwich? Just like... um, I, I did for a moment, because we don't know about the stabbing until like the very end, but we find out about the pie first, and I was like, oh, I always thought it was blood on that knife. Is it just... <laughs> oh yeah I, thought, no, I think she stabs him No we see she the does, knife no, early she on does. She does stab him So we cut to Bubba Gumps That's not Bubba Gumps uh, And they're moving the tables in Because of the storm Yeah it's raining on him yeah. And the boss, and this is why also I was like, this would have been kind of cool if the boss had been Alex's mother-in-law, but like, like for his first wife or whatever. Yeah. Joe's mom. Yeah. Cause her boss is like, I've seen you've been spending some time with Alex and his kids. I assume, you know, what happened to his wife. And she's like, no, it hasn't come up. And she's like, well, she had cancer a few years ago and, and it really, really broke Alex in half is what she says. Yeah. But then she just kind of leaves it there and is like, we're going to get real busy as soon as the storm blows over. So don't even worry about it. We cut to she shows up the next day at the store to pick up her paint. And he also ordered her primer because he's smart. Yeah. And has a bag of like sandpaper, paint brushes, all kinds of stuff for her that she did not think to order. I don't really know what her plan with this paint was. I mean, to paint the floor, but she would not have been able to do it successfully without all that stuff. Let's not make fun of people who say recently bought a home, bought paint, and then got (laughs) home and realized there's other things you also need. Damn it. Now I have to go back and get brushes. <laughs> Mikey was just going to pollock his walls with paint. Yeah. I, I wish you could sit down with me like, all right, let's paint the. Well, shit. Anyway, <laughs> so she takes the primer and the paint and is like, no, I'll just walk home and walks like 10 feet. Because, like, here's the thing I'm a strong bitch and I got like mad upper body strength. I would not carry gallons of paint for that long. <laughs> like, they heavy as shit. Like, it's eventually going to hurt your hands because it's tiny wire handles. Yeah, that's shit. what I was going to say. Like, the, the handles are like the worst for carrying something that weight, too, because they just dig into your hands. So, like, I completely understood when she was like, no, I'm going to walk it when she gets like 10 feet and turns around and he's just like standing there looking at her like, yeah, I figured. Yeah, I figured you'd need this, right? Yeah. Uh, So he drives her to the house. Now, here's what I think is funny. There's a door that doesn't work at the store and it becomes like a plot point that everyone kind of can't get that one door open. Yeah. And then he also struggles with the door on his car. Yeah, I think he's door averse. Like he does not know how to use doors. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Mikey identified a lot with Alex I think Yeah you either bang into them till they open Or you leave them all open like I don't close doors (laughs) 
you either walk through the wall leaving a hole in the shape of your body or somebody opens it for you i don't understand just mikey busting in through doors oh i'm gonna dump it all in you oh i have an open door policy (laughs) is that because you broke too many yeah i just break stuff (laughs) (laughs) I do think the way Alex dates in this movie is like Mikey's ideal. Like he's a single father of a kid or two and like is dating around in a small town and he's like picking up women that he saw sleeping under a dock. Like I feel like that is like Mikey's wheelhouse. My mom would like that because she wants me to like marry an orphan so I could do all the holidays at her house. Yeah, that makes sense. Keep talking like that. You'll be an orphan. You know what I'm saying? You're going to kill my mom? <laughs> I'm sorry. Mikey the way just shrugs. Like, <laughs> Wait, where were you in 2017 when my dad died, Mikey? You can't do visual <laughs> games on the podcast, Mikey. No one's going to see just, it. That was just for me, I think. I always try to make Paige laugh. That's all I do. You keep talking like that. You know what's going to be at your house? Seven little orphans. Wait, you're going to give him orphans? I thought, wait. No, I'm going to kill him, and he's going to have seven animal hoarding orphans. So the animals are the orphans. I gotcha. Okay. So he drives her to her house, and she basically is just like, leave the paint on the porch. Bye. Yeah. And this is when he gives her, like, tape, sandpaper, whatever. He's like, you might need to do, you know, sand before you put the primer down. You know what to do. Okay, bye. (laughs) And we cut to her painting the floor. Yeah. And him fixing the doorknob back at the store. We see her carrying stuff down the road by herself. But then we see her with her friend Joe. But it looks like she just met up with Joe. Yeah, I mean, she did. She did. No one else sees it. No. Which means that she's just been walking around this town talking to herself for months. I thought it was funny that no one in town was like, is she okay? There's no one else in town. There's literally six people in town. Even even though they're like 100,000 people are coming for our fireworks display. Which I don't think so. There was only four people on that pier and the building burning. That was it. Yeah, the most people you see is at the picnic and there was probably maybe... 400 at most no the parade not picnic sorry yeah the per yeah the parade the parade had like 400 and then there was like that little like get together after which was like a slightly large weddings worth of people yeah Yeah. and the parade was just like this is our fire truck (laughs) which is fun (laughs) but you know what doesn't show up later that same fire truck (laughs) that fire truck was busy (laughs) mikey it was otherwise engaged yeah holy shit that's hilarious (laughs) But what if it had showed up with people still dancing on it like it's a parade? Yeah. That fire truck had too much to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we couldn't uh, put your store out, Alex. We were too drunk. (laughs) We we were balls deep in mountain. In hard Mountain Dew. (laughs) What's the Bud Light red, white, and blue one? (laughs) Bud Light Freedom. (laughs) Rock flag and eagle. It's too bad that fire spread to the other boats and shops and <laughs> burned down the, the entire town down. while we were fucking lit on <laughs> seltzers. They parked their houseboat in front of the fire hydrant. What were we going to do? I mean, if your houseboat burns down, you're doing something wrong. Like you're on the water. It happens. Though. I know it does. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we cut to later that night when she's walking around barefoot in what I can only describe as a splinter factory. Like, she should not be barefoot in that house. <laughs> the house does appear to be very old and not yes. well put together. 
Just like me. <laughs> yeah, plus there could be possums afoot. Oh, 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 yeah, because is this where she falls through the floor? No, she already fell through the floor. This is where she is reading books in bed after having to like play the floor's lava to get to the fridge because she painted one side of the room. Which tells me that she did not paint under the fridge. Like, You'd have to move the no, fridge and paint that top. Around top. There's like a box cut out it. of paint where the fridge is. Yeah. <laughs> also, she floored lavas to the fridge, opens it. And there's only one thing in that fridge, and it is a cold rotisserie chicken. So she just cold. That girl is going to eat a whole rotisserie chicken sitting on her kitchen counter. There, There's a couple. There's like a vitamin water and a sandwich and like a couple other things in the fridge. But she grabs one of the like drinks and then like is grabbing one of the plates. And I'm like, how the hell is she going to floor his lava back? Like she needs her hands and she's got her arms full of food. I really wanted just a Jennifer's body shot of her on the floor, like the newly painted floor, just destroying that rotisserie chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Like Mikey would want. Honestly, I do think Mikey would enjoy watching that. Just like ripping off pieces with her feet. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. Dude, no. Oh, man. I don't have many opinions on this. I, I'm not going to kink shame, but like, I don't need that. Right. I just don't. It's not a fetish that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But I also don't want to see anybody eat with their feet either. Well, yeah. I don't want to watch anyone eat with their feet, but I have lobster toes. So I think if I like did some stretching, I think I probably could. Oh, I forgot about your domestic violence, Mikey. Yes. <laughs> Domestic violence. I'm going to be honest with you. If this was a real book about a Southern guy, it would have been a little different. Like small town Southern guy. Yeah. She would have been like, how'd this tobacco spit get all over my porch? <laughs> I grew up in the <laughs> South. I'm not a bad dude. So did I, Mikey. I grew, But I grew yeah. up in like cities in the South. I didn't grow up in a backwater town. And I grew up not in cities and I turned out okay. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> I'd take a bus person in and marry her <laughs> and give her a letter my dead wife wrote her. <laughs> I love that Mikey already has the letter written from his dead wife. Mikey, to her. Yeah. You need to write one of these letters and then start <laughs> handing them to the woman you go on dates with. Make up a fake dead wife. Do it. How weird would it be if you like, I wrote you a letter before this date and I want you to read it. A lot of people do that. A lot of do people they? do a that lot of people? on a first date? Not on a first, not on a first date, but like. Okay, 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 okay. That's different. Yeah, not on a first date, but like. I'm very good at writing love letters. Yeah, his love letter start off with you up. The letter is P and then E N I S, and he can write all of them. He's great at writing those letters. You guys are so mean. Like so mean. I'm such like a. I am like a hopeless romantic. Yeah, and he's always been that way, Paige. Like, back in high school, he would send women faxes, and it would just be like, one would have a big P on it, and they're like, oh, there's four left. (laughs) But there was a cover letter of, like, (laughs) hey, girl, you want to lick it? Lick what? (laughs) Question mark? P-E-N-I-S. And then she's like, penis? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that's how Mikey knew she was perfect. She was dumb. Me to me. (laughs) So we cut to her reading books in bed and she, I would assume, falls asleep and we get to see kind of a nightmare version of the beginning with a bloody knife, her grabbing clothes, leaving, getting out of the house, uh, walking past what looks like a dead body on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just her husband who's like, 
laying out, probably passed out because he's just been stabbed. Too many donuts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Cobb coma. I can't do a Boston accent either. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't do any accents. I'm in a Cobb coma. Officer, your eyes look glazed. <laughs> and delicious. And glazed delicious. like Dunkin' Donuts donuts. I do love that Katie is supposed to be from Boston and she is not like any woman from Boston I've ever met. <laughs> Okay, 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 though. Blake Lively's character from the town yeah. in this movie. Oh, yes, absolutely. Would have <laughs> been a much better movie. As a man from the South who has dated a woman from Boston, there was a lot of culture shocks I had to get over early on in our relationship. <laughs> yeah, like, Julian Hoff is fine, but what if she was, like, slumped over a table drunk and is like, how you know Johnny? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what if it was that? <laughs> In the first scene where she met Alex's daughter, she'd be like, so what's up with your dad? Is he single? <laughs> what's up with dad? Is he single? <laughs> Do you want to see my titty tattoo? Yeah, yeah it's Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> I got it at the shore. <laughs> Who sells meth? <laughs> We're in the South. I'm also from the South. <laughs> Selfie. <laughs> Selfie. <laughs> oh, usually it's me going after these places. It is normally yeah, you. It's, yeah, it's high time that Todd and I yeah. targeted and bullied a city. <laughs> I actually, I love Boston. It's great. Boston is really nice. I've been to Boston. Yeah. Yeah, the place is nice. It's the people. <laughs> hey, Chris Evans is from Boston, and I'll put up with a lot of it. From, yeah, I, yeah, I love a lot of people from Boston. Just not that one person I dated. And honestly, we only dated for like three weeks. And she was honestly very nice. After that, she stole your car and ran off with all your valuables. <laughs> three weeks is like three years in Boston woman time. I realized after three weeks that I was broke and she had stolen all my fine goods out of my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just didn't work out. Plus, you were like, I'm kind of more of a Krispy Kreme person. She was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so she wakes up from her nightmare and sees the lights of a car driving up to her house. Now, her house is in the middle of fucking nowhere. So she understandably freaks the fuck out. Yeah, I would be concerned too. Yeah. Yeah, she hears footsteps outside and then the car drives away. And in doing so, she freaked out. So she ran through the wet paint. Yeah. I do like the next morning they're showing her washing her foot off in the sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she goes outside and sees that someone left a bike for her and she walks it back. She knows it's Alex. He's like the only person that knows that she lives there, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And she asks about it and he was like, hey, it was just sitting in the shed and she basically says i don't appreciate you coming to the house in the middle of the night i didn't ask for that and i don't want that and he's like fuck i'm sorry yeah and then he hands her a letter that says to her the woman who took my bike as a lady who has lived alone for a long time and and now doesn't but i did for a long time never fucking drive up to our house at night if we don't know that you're coming like I fully am on her side with this. Especially someone who's been through what she's been through. Obviously, he doesn't know that, but still, like, a general rule would be to never yeah. show up anywhere unannounced. Here's the thing. Whether he knows it or not, that is a terrifying experience for anybody. And it, it blew my mind that everyone was just like, why don't you just say thank you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, don't reinforce that behavior. When my ring doorbell goes off, I'm like, on my phone, I'm like, who the fuck is walking by my house? Oh, it's my neighbor? <laughs> yeah. All right, you're cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she has no neighbors. Now, granted... Uh, Joe is her neighbor. Uh, Joe's a fucking <laughs> The cemetery <ghost. laughs> is next door to her house. But here's the thing. I don't... I mean, and Joe tries to defend it and be like, he was trying... Like, he's just being nice. Just say thank you. And it's like, hey, Joe, if you were alone and suddenly a car pulled up... 
I've seen too many horror movies to not yeah. freak the fuck out if there's a car I don't know. Anyway, so she takes the bike back. She ends up talking to Joe about it. And Joe's just like, why were you such a bitch about the bike? <laughs> <laughs> and so she comes to the store the next day. She's like, that bike was really ugly. I hate it. And then, and then Joe is like, fuck you, bitch. Okay. Fuck you, bitch. I picked that bike out. <laughs> I put that basket on the front of it, you bitch. Yeah. So she comes back to the store the next day and is like, I'm sorry. I should have just said thank you. I was really rude. And I'm like, no, you should not apologize for setting a boundary of don't come to my house if I didn't ask you to. In the middle of the night, like it is, she is asleep when she wakes up, right? And then she sees the car. So it it has to have been like, I don't know, 11, 30. Like it's in the middle of the night. Okay. Yeah. It's a pro tip, but like he's been out of the game for a while. So when you're going to go to a woman's house at 3 a.m. to to drop off something, you got to turn the lights off. The last time he was dating, he was in high school and he probably like would sneak up to his like soon to be wife's window and like knock on it. Yeah, that makes sense. You gotta turn the headlights off. Yeah. If you're gonna drop the bike off, you gotta turn the headlights off, really sneak up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's worse because she would have heard the car. Oh, yeah, but like, oh, no, no, no. Paige, you gotta put it in neutral and glide down the hill. And then put it in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You coast up to it. You get out of the car. Make sure you're armed. You sneak up to the window just to make sure she is still asleep. There's so many ways to do this that respect her boundaries more. Yeah. No. He should not have even left the house to go to her house. Like, Yeah, I get it. Paige. You're right. He should have sent his son, Josh, in the middle of the night to drop the bike yeah, off. Absolutely. Lexi would have done it. Paige, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Yeah. When in Rome, Paige, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. what no. you said about him using slave labor and his children mm-hmm. to run errands for him, that makes sense. Yeah. You say tomato, <laughs> I say tomato. No. What I what I do think is weird is that he's like, I'm sorry, I tried to give you a bike. And it's like, that's not the problem. Yeah, but that's <laughs> like, the most realistic apology you're going to get from a guy who doesn't understand why someone is mad exactly yeah because he does focus on the bike being the problem when i don't really think the bike was the problem i think if she was at the store and he was like hey i have a bike just sitting in my shed do you want it i think she would have accepted it but he seems like the type of guy who like sits at home and he's like oh my god i could give her that bike and he's like should i wait no no let's do it now i'm super excited about giving it to her yeah yeah Yeah, but here's the thing though like you gotta understand how that could look scary to a person oh like we do Paige. we fully do Paige. (laughs) no i know but just like him as an adult male it's the south he's gotta do the customary shoot a gun three times before you drop the bike off you pull up with the lights on shoot the gun three times which is the customary i come in peace shooting and then (laughs) You drop the bike off, shoot three more times, and drive off, and she would know everything's okay. That's well, honestly, that's a law in North Carolina. You have yeah. to yeah, announce absolutely. your presence via three shots into the air. This is I America. Mean, <laughs> I, I think it's just no one around him is like, hey, that would have seriously freaked somebody out. He's just like, I don't know why she's mad. Because everyone around him is like, we are so happy that you are feeling a little bit better from your dead cancer right, wife. You see, people get wrapped up in their own stuff and they can't see the other perspective clearly exactly i i I guess but also i'm just like hey guys uh back it up for a second and realize that you will terrify people the only person she's getting advice from is his dead wife so she's pretty biased yeah 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 like bitch go on and apologize because like he's good yeah i mean this whole movie joe is ghost lighting her into falling in love with her husband (laughs) she's like you know one time he saved a child from drowning now granted it was Lexi that he let try to drive a boat and she drove it into the dock and fell off, but he did save her after that. Yeah. It's actually Josh in this next scene. 
Oh, that's right. So she's in the store kind of picking up stuff. And as she's shopping, she sees Josh fall off the boat into the water. For like what seems like no reason. Like I I didn't quite understand why he did that. He's fishing off the dock. And in a previous scene, we saw Alex tell him two feet on the dock. And in that scene, he was like straddling the boat and the dock to fish. Oh, so it looks like he tried to walk across I the, the yeah. front of that and boat. on top of that, like the, the water's polluted and that's actually how his wife caught cancer was that. <laughs> they pull him out and he's got three eyes, like that fish <laughs> on The Simpsons. All right. It's also because there are no regulations in North Carolina. So like all the nuclear power plants just dump right into that, that lake area. And then say your shop catches on fire, it's going to go right up. Yeah, no, yeah. no regulations. Yeah, it's a, it's a land of freedom here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yep. The customary three. Three shots, Paige. Three yeah. shots. Anyway, he he hits his head, but also the bus full of tourists is there. But Alex runs out, saves him while he's pulling Josh out of the water. Lexi's freaking out. And so Katie kind of comforts Lexi. Yeah, it's real sweet. She's like, you're going to love being an only child. It's like so much better than <laughs> yeah. siblings. Plus, you're not all hung up on your dead mom. So like. You're definitely my favorite. <laughs> 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 Clearly, though. I did like that Josh is like old enough to be embarrassed because, like, as the people on the bus are like going in, they're like, they also like stop and see what's going on because there's a bunch of commotion. And Josh is like, get off me, dad. Get off me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I thought yeah, it was funny. Fine. And, and I was like, I mean, that kid's kind of a handful. But then also Josh Jamel in a wet shirt. And I was like, oof. No, linger, camera. Linger, please. Oh, well, there's lots of that in this film. Yes. Yeah, he's shirtless a, a quite a bit. Or nice. in a wet shirt quite wet a bit. Shirt. Yeah. Love it. He's either shirtless Love. or in a wet shirt a lot. Yeah. It's like he's on God's spit list. <laughs> God's like, <sighs> why does Josh have on a, a dry shirt? <laughs> Let me fix Shh. that. <laughs> I took his wife so he would cry more to make his shirt wet. <laughs> just like a loogie from space hits just Josh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? You're like, what the Fuck! Hate those space loogies. You just hear <laughs> much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it's, it cuts to later, and Alex is thanking Katie for like comforting his daughter, and he's like, "Didn't you forget something?" And then she takes the bike. Right. Which at this point in the movie, I was like, "Oh, I kind of feel bad for Joe because now she's not gonna have a buddy to walk to town with." Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't realize that Joe was not alive, really. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see it coming at all because I'm an idiot. I only did because this seemed like a regular movie and I knew it was a Nicholas Sparks movie. So I was like, I bet Joe's dead or whatever. And I was like, oh my yeah. God. But there's like two other Nicholas Sparks movie where like an ex abuser comes to hunt down the person. Yes. And there are no ghosts. There's this plot he does like three times. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, he has a shtick for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and in both versions that we've done on this show, uh, there's a drunk, angry cop like pulling guns on people in parades or local events or public areas. Yeah, that's a very common thing for him to do. Yeah, Nicholas Sparks, very anti-police. <laughs> <laughs> the new Nicholas Sparks novel, A Cab, uh, <laughs> followed by the sequel, Fuck 12. Um, so, what I think is really interesting, the, the part that I think they get really explicit with Joe being a ghost, because, like, when they're just walking around, there's a couple shots where it's like she's alone and then she's with Joe. But then the one where she goes in to get coffee and Joe's just like, I'll stay out here. I'm like, that's aggressively obvious that she's a ghost. Anyway, she only likes Duncan. That's what I thought. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe doesn't respect mom and pop business. <laughs> Joe's like, take me to a Starbucks. This is the worst. Ugh. Their coffee's cheap and it tastes like it. <laughs> Dear kids, my little office was on over the spiral staircase because when you were little, I needed a time away from you and you couldn't crawl up it and it was very nice <laughs> i will miss you dearly goodbye here are two coupons for free iced coffees at duncan <laughs> <laughs> joe isn't from boston everyone's from boston everyone's from boston <laughs> so we cut to her evil cop husband at the police station where he's updating her photo with short blonde hair and this is where the other cop comes through and he's like hey i'm looking over the lumpkin case and his alibi checks out so essentially he's an innocent guy that they've arrested yeah and he's like i don't care he was there he knows what happened and the guy's like no i literally like alibi means he wasn't there <laughs> like, yeah. he's like he's like i'm gonna go talk to the da now yeah, yeah. you don't seem to be in a good place for this hey right. bald boss i need to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> Let me taste about some water bottles. Yeah, have you smelled his water bottle recently? It's not yeah. smelling like H2O. Hey, Detective Cragen, I think Stabler's on one. Uh, <laughs> so Speaking of God spitless, Stabler, man. Ooh, dude is yes. like 60 and yes. fit. No, here for it. Yeah, I hope when I'm as old as him, I look half as good as that dude. Like, oh, he is yeah. doing it right. We are rambling on and on. We've got to go. I knew when Paige was calling out Foley in one of the first scenes that it's going to be a long recording. <laughs> <laughs> we're more than halfway through. Yeah, we're, we're doing point. fine. Uh, but this is where he puts out the APB on her and lists her as a suspect murder first degree <laughs> which is batshit insane although at this point you don't necessarily know like she might have killed her husband she might have right? killed her husband when they reveal that he is the husband i was like oh so he is just the worst yeah 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 because yeah. up until that point you're just like he had it coming oh yeah yeah <laughs> so we cut to Alex is loading the kids in the car to go to the beach and he's on the phone talking about the fireworks show that they're going to do. Yeah, he's talking with Rhett, who was, uh, works for the police station there in town. I'm not sure if he's like the chief or just... The sheriff. Yeah, like one of the cops something. that works there. But he and Rhett put on the July 4th fireworks celebration or whatever. Right. But yeah, she bikes up and then his daughter is like, come to the beach with us, come to the beach with us. And, and Alex is like, I don't think she wants to do that. And then she, Katie, goes, no, that sounds great, actually. And he's like, "Yeah, all right, Red, I gotta fucking go. This is not a drill. She wants to go to the <laughs> I gotta go. I could 100% see Mikey and I having this exact sort of conversation. Like, we're like having a conversation, and a pretty girl comes up and makes it clear that she wants to spend the day with Mikey. He would 1000% hang up on me, and that's what he should do. Yeah, and they, they stop to buy her a swimsuit. Yes. Without her trying it on, which good for you, because I can't do that shit. I assume she tried it on, but we just don't see that because. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I did think it was funny that the little girl was like, this one's Roxy. You should get it. And I was like, oh, so this little girl knows swimsuit brands? <laughs> like, all right, cool. Or she just knows how to read because it says it on it, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about swimsuit brands. They all get sprayed down with uh, sunscreen. Yeah. And they have like a cute little day at the beach. There's like a montage of like him trying to take pictures of everything, which will come back later. Yeah. Of like why he's doing that. And the the kids playing kind of off in the distance and she gets to talk to him about his wife a little bit where he's like, the problem is that Josh remembers her. Yeah. 
And Lexi remembers the idea of her. She was too young, yeah. essentially. I really do like the way Josh is portrayed because it is clear that like he is just grieving his mom. Yeah. And like even in the scene, he's like, I don't want to take any pictures, man, because I think it just reminds him of his mom and it makes him sad, you know? And I totally got that. I think the little yeah. kid, both the little kid actors, I think, do a great job. They do, they do. Well, and I like that Josh gradually accepts her. Yes. Like he gets to a point where he's like, All right, fine, fine, new mom. You have the letter from the ghost. I guess that makes you okay. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he was ever anti Katie. I think he was just like seeing his dad with another woman hurt because yeah. he, it, it just, he wasn't used to it and he misses his mom. Like, I sort of got all of that. I think eventually he comes around to the idea of his dad dating and then he, he yeah. likes Katie, so he's fine with it. I, and, and I don't think they overplayed that subplot. Me either. Like, there's no blow up where Josh, the kid, is like losing his shit or whatever. It's just sad. Now, if he was older, I think that blow up would have happened. Yes, I yeah. do too. Again, without a ghost this movie's pretty good yeah <laughs> like or at least better than a lot of the stuff we watched i didn't hit it with a ghost either i was so. about to say with a ghost it's great so at the end of the day he drives her back to her house and he's like hey how the floors turned out and she's like do you want to see and so they leave the kids in the car and they go in to look at her floor and he crashes through the floor yeah but in doing so they kind of break the touch barrier because she has to like catch him yeah so she takes him back to the car and she has like her hands on his arm as she's saying goodbye and Josh notices and he's kind of like, mm. I do like that they show the girl noticing too because she like sort of wakes yeah. up and she's happy about it. She's like, good. Yeah. Meanwhile, evil cop is watching the neighbor take the mail out and he's like, excuse me, ma'am. And she's like, this is a very bad time. It's time for my husband's nap. And he's just like, OK. <laughs> and the husband, like who I guess was picking cherries in their front yard, is just like, I guess it is nap time. <laughs> like, I mean, he's up on a ladder doing something. And then he's like, I could always take a nap because <laughs> yeah, like, he's fine. If with you it. say so, darling, yeah. let's go. But she basically to the police is just like, I answered all your questions. I served your nickel. Come and take me. Uh, and <laughs> She's like, I already gave you my cherry pie recipe. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And essentially it's just like, come back with a fucking warrant, bud. Like, yeah. I bye. love when she said that, though. That made me very happy. Because yeah. he can't get a warrant because he's not working a real case. Yeah, he's. it's not an actual case. Yeah. So we cut to she is walking, I think, home from work or to work at night. Yeah. And they're catching fish in the harbor, flounder in the harbor, and they're just like stabbing them with spears. Well, it's, it's her boss out there. It's like some of her coworkers. Yeah. So I assumed it was yeah. like after work one night. And then she's like, what are you guys doing? She's like, we're spearing fish or whatever. So she yeah, tries. Gigging, yeah, gigging fish. But she does, she does spear one and then brings it to Alex the next day. Yeah. And so as she's kind of bringing him the flounder, he's trying to get Lexi to soccer practice and any number of things. He kind of everywhere at once. But he ends up basically telling her that he tends to go canoeing and fish from his canoe. And they're like talking about it. And then a guy in the aisle pops up and he's like, I like canoeing. <laughs> and just like interrupts the flirting. <laughs> I, I, kind of it's like, me, Mikey, at a store where I insert myself. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Oh, I love canoeing. Where do you guys canoe around here? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, get the fuck away from us. We're trying to eye fuck from across the store. Can you fucking stop? I do love that. And then that guy who we will call Mikey in this movie walks to the counter and goes, Hey, I think I'm all done up here. Like he's like, come check me out. I don't care that you're flirting with somebody. I got I got shit to do. I'm a cu 
customer, bro. Like, you know? <laughs> I love that Mikey immediately sides with him. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I came in for batteries because my smoke detector's been beeping all day. And like, you know, <laughs> and I got some other stuff to give you business. And I tried to be polite and talk about my kayaking experiences around town. Just check me the fuck out, okay? <laughs> Mikey, what rivers do you kayak on in, in Nashville? They have so many. There's a, I love, I mean, the Harpeth is closest. Yeah. I mean, you can go, but you also can go to Percy Preach Lake. I like the Duck River. Um, I'm a Harpeth man myself, but the Duck River is awesome too. But I don't, I don't like the lake because there's like a town under there. I know, but I mean, like, the, the water's still good. I mean, like... They didn't do it while people were living there. I kayak on the surface. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> uh, I have a submarine kayak. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't showed up in the Patreonicals yet. I really want a submarine kayak. <laughs> yeah, that might be... <laughs> so, he asks her to go canoeing, so we cut to the next day, and as they're packing up, his uncle is like, it's going to rain. And I was like, oh, of course, the requisite rainy canoe nicholas Sparks shot but also okay yeah let's talk about canoeing versus kayaking when it comes to like dates you really want to kayak canoes are like a real test of like working together relationships oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i like two single kayaks because i can like paddle where i want and like i'm gonna say neither unless you really know the person Oh, yeah. That's hours long date. Yeah. yeah. I love to kayak. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I don't like canoeing. I will say the, the kayak was easier to like navigate and move around, but I hated being wet all day. Yeah. Well, Paige, you would hate dating me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. I can't be slipping off chairs everywhere. Anyway, so it's going to rain. We're going to get the Nicholas Sparks rainy boat scene yeah. that is in like fucking every Nicholas Sparks book and movie and we find out that this is where he used to take his wife and that he used to not go to the places that they used to go together but then he's like but I loved her and I remember her so I'm gonna go to those places like it's good to remember her yeah and then it immediately is just like <laughs> like I love how that starts though like the yeah. rain because she's like do you feel that and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to them like smash cuts to them soaking wet in the rain Yep. Yeah. And then they, they pull the canoe up and he's like, uh, are you hungry? Let's go to this diner. And he like carries her through a like a forest hike to a diner. And you know he set that up. He's like, now here's the thing. I fucking love a diner. If you're like, it's two in the morning and this place has a B health rating, I'm there with you. Like <laughs> I, as much as I don't like the outdoors being wet, hot, sweaty, and dirty, I will go to a diner. Like, 100%. So they're waiting there for Rhett to pick them up and have a bunch of weird conversations about, like, apes and kale. Yeah, it's a very weird montage, but it just shows them having a conversation for what seems to be hours, because they get there when it's daytime. It's raining, so it's not, like, light, but yeah. it's daytime. And then by the time Rhett gets there to pick them up, it's, like, fully night. And they seem to have closed the restaurant and store around them. Yeah, well, and I think the employees have gone home. Yeah, which, by the way, you <laughs> You couldn't do no <laughs> like it's a small town no like no that's, you're not you, gonna leave no. patrons in your restaurant by themselves why don't they just leave someone behind the counter like and they're the last people here like someone cleaning dishes like there's so many tweaks that could have made it more and if they're closing they would have asked them to leave yeah it would have been like you can sit on the porch or, or whatever like, let's say it's a small town he knew they knew him he's like i'll stay here and clean up i have to do some cleaning on anyway while you guys talk and wait for your ride yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people do that all the time it's called being nice yeah sure. it takes Two seconds of film to like set yeah. it up in a realistic way. Yeah. Anyway, Rhett pulls up and is just like, I'm here. And they, I guess, run out on the bill because there's no one to pay. Yeah. I mean, Alex is probably good for it, but yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so Rhett drives them home and she's understandably nervous because Rhett is a, a police officer, but they are like holding hands in the back of his his cop car uh, and they get to her house and he like signals Rhett to be like, hey, close your door for a second. Like, yeah, give me a second to work on this. Yeah. And they end up like kissing against a tree, which honestly, super hot. Yeah. Like, ain't nothing wrong with it. Them. No, lifted up against a tree. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. They are grinding like Pony is playing on the radio. Yeah. But I love when Alex gets back in the car and Red is just like smiling. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he just up. says, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny to me. Uh, so he takes him back to the store and he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And we'll talk fireworks. And he goes over to the house to tuck the kids in. And they're like, but you were up late. And he's like, well, I got caught in a firestorm. You know, I'll tuck you in now. It wasn't a firestorm, but it was or, a, a a rainstorm it was a rainstorm Sorry, I, was, I was like house fire um <laughs> but josh is like he was out having fun yeah but his daughter is like you didn't tuck me in so we like he, he does tuck her in it's sweet we didn't eat dinner tonight yeah <laughs> well he left them with the uncle who's just like i just fed them bunches of candy i did love that he's like why are they up past their bedtime he's like i don't know probably all the candy i gave them <laughs> yeah. is that alex's uncle or their uncle it's alex's uncle okay because i was like he's a little old to be no he's alex's uncle yeah i mean he's yeah. the same age as a granddad would be right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh so we we get shots of like her sleeping alone him sleeping alone but both of them kind of like awake he creeps out of his house up into a room above the store yeah and josh kind of follows him but we kind of find out that this was like their mom's place yeah like her office or whatever yeah and this is the first place we see the letters where it's like to josh on his 18th oh, birthday to yeah. lexi on her wedding day and you're just like it's so <laughs> sad yeah she like yeah just so sad uh but josh is like this is mom's place you're not supposed to be here and it's like he's grieving he's super upset yeah he's like i miss mom too kid like yeah yeah duh so we cut to the police uh, the police station in Boston where he finds her on security pictures. And in my mind, he, so he goes to the crime scene because we don't know it's his house yet. Yeah. And I was like, um, excuse you, sir. You are leaving forensic contamination everywhere. Yeah. DNA asshole. And there's also, I don't know if you noticed in the scene, there's no police tape. Well, yeah, because it's his house. Because it's his house? Yeah, it's not a crime scene. He just hasn't cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, it's been long enough that it should look way grosser that he hasn't cleaned. You'd be surprised. Well, I mean, like, there's food <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And it looks like two days fresh, but like... It's been months. Yeah, it's been at least one month, I well, would say. We've all left a plate of cherry pie out for For like months. three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to a flashback of her talking to the neighbor and this is where the neighbor welcomes her in and she's like call me when you land somewhere safe so we cut to the next day she calls from the restaurant and leaves a message for the neighbor basically i just wanted to let you know i've ended up somewhere safe i know i should have called a long time ago yeah <laughs> he wakes up in his house next to the blood stain on the floor he walks through the kitchen he sees a note stuck to his shoe and it's the cherry pie recipe and he walks across the street and compares the writing on the cherry pie recipe to the letters in the mailbox he literally like goes over there and takes her mail out of her mailbox to do this felony and he smashes against the window like the pie recipe and the letters and he's like you lied to me you knew her and this is where she's just like warrant bitch yeah. like bye and ah, he's like oh, ah. i'll get that warrant so funny thing about that scene i don't know if you realize this but he's got the uh cherry yeah. pie recipe you're my cherry pie yeah, and yeah, yeah. she says warrant which is the name of the yeah, band yeah, yeah, that yeah. did that song she's I, I, I don't know why. cherry yep. pie 
cool jig of water, so just wait. You think that was on purpose? Because I was like, that. Even I got that. I was like, that's funny. I don't know if it was on purpose, but I noticed it. I was like, oh, that's really funny to me, and I doubt anyone else like is gonna think that's funny. I noticed it and and didn't bring it up because I didn't think anyone else would notice it. Because my roommate freshman year of college, that was her alarm clock, and so I woke up to Warren's Cherry Pie every morning for a year. That is one of the worst songs I've ever heard of for being an alarm clock song. No, because like she, we lived with different people and and we ended up living together again later. And she had a different song at that point. But like when we no longer lived together, every once in a while, I would just put the song on because I kind of missed it. (laughs) (laughs) She and I went to see Warrant together in concert like five years ago. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And they played it and we were like, yeah, of course they played it. It's like their their biggest hit. They played it last. Oh, yeah. They wrote the lyrics on a pizza box, which is now <laughs> on display at the Hard Rock Cafe in Destin, Florida. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, he comes to see her at work and she's at like the takeout window kind of portion of the restaurant and he just kind of leans through and kisses her and it's very cute and yeah. very sweet. They like canoodle a little bit and the boss, her boss, oversees uh, it. No, they full on make out like this is a fucking Chewies and it's awkward for everyone else <laughs> in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, you still uh, won't let that go. No. Anyway, he's like, I'll see you tonight. We cut to later that night. They're on a date. They eat oysters together. They drive back to her house. They kiss in the car. Yeah, and then go. she's like, I fixed the floor. Do you want to see it? Do you want to do me on it? Well, okay. And this is, oh, this is a weird note. But she says, you know, do you want to check it out? And he just says, yes. Instead of yeah or okay, he says yes. And I don't know why being that definitive was so hot, but it is. I was just like... <laughs> That's such a weird note. But I mean, it's clear to me that what she's saying is, do you want to have sex? And he is answering that question, not the, do you want to see my floor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see your pelvic floor. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, Mikey. There is something that is so sexy about the commitment of saying just yes instead of yeah or okay. Okay. And like, I was into it. I don't know. Other people tell me if I'm crazy. Taking notes for this. I know, right? Just mm. saying. Shoot three times, say yes. <laughs> Shoot three times. Oh, and he does that night. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. We cut yeah. to them making out in the kitchen. And I just said, bad idea. I don't trust the floor in there. Uh, but then we cut to them having sex. It's pretty hot. Yeah. We cut to the next day he goes to the police station to talk fireworks and he sees her poster on the wall and sees that she's wanted for murder. And he immediately instead of just being like, I know this bitch, uh he takes the, the flyer, <laughs> obstructs justice. Yes. And then, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean it's not really justice because she's not really wanted for I, murder. I yeah. know. <laughs> I'm full of shit. I would, like, okay, if you were the situation, I probably would have taken the poster. Absolutely. And and I would have talked to her about it and then come back and whatever because it also could not be her yeah also uh, i didn't see reward money on that poster either yeah, so like exactly n- not motivated yeah no. good luck getting me to snitch on my side piece yep. yeah oh, i guess she's not the side piece because the wife is actually dead never mind yeah 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 we cut to boston where uh his bald police chief calls him calls kevin Kevin, that's her husband's oh, name. Oh, yeah, Kevin. 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 Okay. Kevin. Yeah, he calls. We need to talk about Kevin. Well, I'll come in later. <laughs> do it right now. Jesus. Right now. As a boss, when you do like call someone for like something important, they're like, I'll do it later. Or I'm like, no. 
we need to talk now. This is one of those like boss things that we mm. have to talk about. Give me your water bottle. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Yeah. Give me your french fries and water bottle. <laughs> so we cut back to Katie's at work and he confronts her with the poster. And she's just like, it's not what you think. I, I was in a relationship with a guy who hurt me. And he's like, I can't trust you. I can't believe any of this because everything's a lie. Your name isn't even Katie. It's Aaron. And she's like, I didn't want to hurt anybody. He's like, I introduced you to my kids and you're a fucking murderer. So yeah. let's, let's pause. So she like got to reinvent her identity. Right. And. She's like, my name's Aaron. I need something really, I want to like try a new name where like, you know, something I've always dreamed about and like people will call me by that name. It's going to be beautiful. Katie. <laughs> What's wrong with that name? That's like. I think he's implying that it's basic. That's like if I was like, I'm going to go create a new identity. I'm going to be Brian. <laughs> or Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mark. She needs to blend in. She wants to she pick does. a common name. She right? looks like a Katie She does. Well. Oh, she looks like a it. Tiffany. I mean, she looks like a Katie to me because she looks like a bunch of the girls I went to high school with, like very <laughs> much so. To like, and they all got married in their twenties, have like fifteen pairs of UGG boots, and a live, laugh, love sign on their wall with their three point five children. I'm running away, and I'm gonna be like, my name is Hammer, Hammer Justice. <laughs> my name is Max Power. They'll never catch on. No one will ever suspect it's Holy a fake name. Shit. Hammer Justice is my favorite, Mikey. Well, I'm Irish, Todd. It's Hammer O Justice. Hammer O Justice. Justice. I'm Irish, thank you. <laughs> Hammer O Justice of Irons O Justice. Hammer O Justice. Of the Highland O Justices. <laughs> yes. I don't think Ireland has a Highland, but whatever. Hammer O Justice is my wrestling name. <laughs> and Justice from the top rope dropping the hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he just hit him with his pot of gold. <laughs> oh, he took down little Jimmy Hitler with his Irish car bomb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome back to WWE series The Troubles. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, he's upset or whatever. His hashtag basic Katie is really Aaron. Yes. Hashtag, I have a great business opportunity for you. Yeah. Uh, I know we haven't talked since high school, but how do you feel about <laughs> lip sense? <laughs> it's like every time Mikey sends us a screenshot from Bumble or whatever app he's on, and their yes. their um, occupation is listed as like business owner or whatever. Oh. <laughs> I've sent so many of those. Did you see the one I sent while we were recording? Bro, it, hers says business owner. That's the reason I brought it up. <laughs> No, that's not even the part I'm looking at. It says, you should leave a comment if you're a Taurus. That's the number one thing she's looking she for. She only wants to date cars? If you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be a really funny thing to put. Like, Mikey, you should leave a comment if you own shit. a Taurus. Mikey, you should leave a comment and be like, hey, I have a buddy who has a Taurus. Do you want me to pick yeah. you up in it? I'm a fan of Ford Taurus. My name's Justice O'Hammer. <laughs> Wait, you switched it and I think... I seem to like it better. Justice O'Hammer. It goes both ways. I love yeah. it. That's great. That's a great name. Like she wants people who are born in late April, early May. And like, I don't, does that holiday, does that birthday like work well with her holiday schedule? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> no, it's probably because she believes in astrology and, yes. and Tauruses have stereotypical masculine traits. That's me. I'm a Taurus. Stereotypically masculine. A counselor. <laughs> 
but do you own a Ford Taurus? Because I think she just wants to get busy in the back of a Ford Taurus while I- she tries to sell you essential oils. <laughs> I'm going to have to message her now. Here we go. I own a Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> And I am a Taurus. And that's true, because you are a Taurus. And I am available. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I am a sentient Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to give you a ride yeah, exactly. anywhere. Yeah. I'm happy to come pick you up. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. I'm going to say I am a Taurus, and I also once leased a Ford Taurus. <laughs> Double Taurus energy. You want the bull, you get both horns. <laughs> I am a Taurus and once leased a Ford Taurus. If you want the bull, you get both horns. Yes, yes, yes. Like sent. Yes. Okay, so we cut to the police station where his boss is like, Kevin, uh, did you send out an APB accusing your wife of murder? And he's just like, I gotta find her. And he's like, yeah, not this way. Give me your water bottle. It's full of vodka. And this is where he suspends him without pay and has him hand over his badge and his gun. But he does have another gun somewhere else. Yeah, probably at home. I mean, he's a cop. Yeah. We cut back to she's riding away from Alex, now thinking that people are coming after her. Um, She falls off her bike. And we have like a flashback to the night of the crime where he gives her a necklace and she feeds him the pie. And literally all she does is carry a wine bottle into the kitchen and it sets him off. Yeah, like, and she even brings it back. Like, it's clear that she has been abused many times before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he smashes her through every glass thing they own. Yeah, it's terrible. What's weird is that she grabbed that bottle and was like, let me smell that bottle. This is vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you replacing wine, wine with vodka? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she has the knife. He twists it out of her hand. He's choking her on the ground he's going to kill kill her. her yes yeah this is a life and death situation for her yes and she manages to reach for the knife and stabs him in the side yes and runs well she runs to the her room gets the clothes and bounces yeah yeah meanwhile back at the shop alex goes up to his wife's former like hangout we cut to katie's house where she's packing and joe is there trying to convince her to stay and she's like i i gotta go like this isn't easy for me i just i have to go and joe does this like real passive aggressive shit shit of like some of us don't have the choice to go and it's like yeah okay purgatory patty like (laughs) calm down but so meanwhile back in her old office above the store i was so confused why she was i was like joe like what's i i don't understand what's happening here i'm such an idiot (laughs) i was like joe we haven't even was like her scenes cut we haven't even gotten to her side plot or whatever (laughs) well we cut back to her old uh like study and alex is like ah i fucked up so he chases he goes to katie's house she's gone he makes his way to the ferry and just like leaves his car blocking the entrance yes. to the ferry yeah. until he catches up with her and conv- convinces her to stay i don't care who how many people you murdered i love you yeah basically well he's like you know we'll go to the police they'll fix it and he's like my husband is the police that's how he was able to do that yeah and he is like, well, I'm in love with you. And if you stay, I promise there's no safer place in the world. And she's like, I'm scared. And he's like, you don't have to be. I love you. Please stay. So she stays. Meanwhile, back in Boston, her husband breaks into the neighbor's house, uh, which, by the way, is the same interior of the house, just dressed different. Oh, is it? That's very so clearly. Funny. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> it's amazing. pretty funny. Okay. Um, he goes through the recipe book and the mail. He plays the messages 
and sees that she left one, which that would immediately wake everyone in the house up. The fact that it doesn't and she just kind of gets up and goes to the bathroom and isn't just like, who's there is crazy. Yeah, I mean, she walks into like sort of a side room and she can clearly see him. He's like right there. Yeah, but he takes down the caller ID. We cut to Katie and Alex coming home to his house. Uh, we cut back to him drunk driving down across the, the country. Eastern seaboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we cut to they're in bed and she's basically like describing what it felt to be in that traumatic relationship to him yeah which is like we cut in in the middle of the conversation but it's like that's a rough one yeah (laughs) like but we cut to the next morning they're having breakfast on the porch everything seems great even josh is like i'm cool with being here her being here i like her yeah meanwhile mcsweats a lot has (laughs) drunk driven to the parade and just like i like that he pulls up to a closed street where the parade is and he just throws a bottle of vodka at people and they're just like (laughs) What? If you watch it, he almost runs over a girl as he's parking. Yes. And then he throws the bottle at her. He's trying to hit her specifically, which I was like, this is insane. Like, you should get arrested for that because he almost runs her over. Yeah. Yeah, But the cops in this town are only worried about the fireworks display later. And the fire department (laughs) is drunk. There's no one to save you here. That is true. This is the opposite of a safe haven. (laughs) Yeah. This is not the safest place in the world to be. No. And his back sweat is out of control. It is like a three-day sweat he's got going on. He's not used to the humidity of the South. It well, it's just because he's that drunk and has been that drunk for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, it's his vodka wine. Yeah, he's like, they'll never arrest me for drunk driving. I've replaced this wine with vodka. <laughs> vodka his vodka fina water bottle. <laughs> he drives to the restaurant. It's closed. She's not there. He just like throws chairs around for no reason. Uh, he goes to the market where he meets Lexi, and he's like. Have you seen this lady? And she's like, no, because she ain't no snitch. I Man, I was so impressed that she like had the like forethought to not tell him the truth. I was like, good for you, man. Yeah. And he's like, you wouldn't lie to a policeman, would you? And she's like, no. And charges him for the water bottle. And then. <laughs> Which like everyone says, but like we would all lie and have to a policeman. Yeah. Like, do you know why I stopped you? I'm like, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Alex shows up and they kind of cross paths because he just like Kevin like bursts through that broken door. And Alex is like, whoa, like almost into Alex. Yeah. But we see him pour vodka in the water bottle and get a gun. And then we hear Lexi ask Alex, do policemen always wear uniforms? Which I think is a very like... She clearly suspected him. Yes. Uh, so they go to the like parade and the little like gathering together. And he, Kevin, drunkenly wanders through the middle of a parade as if no one would notice that with like three shirt layers that are just caked in sweat. He looks so gross. And he is walking up to every blonde woman and grabbing her like the police would have stopped him. Absolutely. I did think it was kind of fun that there's a giant paper mache Ben Franklin head just in the background (laughs) of a lot of these shots. I did not notice that, but I love it. (laughs) It was wild. He lived in Boston. You're right. No, he was in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, the founding father you're thinking of is John Adams, and he technically was in Braintree, which is just outside of Boston. It is. Uh, But also, Philly is different. They'll whip batteries at you. (laughs) They don't fuck around. Yeah, they don't fuck around. So... They're all dancing at this little like 4th of July party fair thing. He scans the crowd and sees her and sees her kiss Alex and he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And Joe sees him 
which I like at this point, the Joe thing gets a little murky because like she's not talking to Katie. And Joe sees all. Joe knows all. Joe demands more macaroni art like Joe <laughs> is all present. I mean, Joe is a ghost. I mean, I, you know, for sure she's a ghost when she shows up to Katie Katie's in her dream. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they go home and Lexi's not feeling well. So Katie's going to stay home with Lexi while Josh and Alex light off the fireworks. Yeah. Meanwhile, evil cop husband Kevin is lurking in the bushes. They start lighting off fireworks and it seems like Katie's watching from the dock. But what we find out is that this is going to be a dream because uh, yeah. Joe just says he's here. You know who she wakes up. She gets up, tucks Lexi in, walks through the store. And as she walks out of the room, Kevin is already in the store. Yeah. And he's like, you cut your hair. It looks really good. And he try. He's like, you know, we, we used to talk. I want to talk. I want to take you home. And she's like. Talk for hours. Yeah. This is when she's like, but I am home. I am home. Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't know you like I do. And he doesn't love you like I do. And she's like, no, thank goodness. Yeah, no, he like, doesn't. Fuck. Yeah. Asshole. He likes Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you want me to walk away? And she's like, yes, go. And then he pulls a gun. Yeah. And says, you don't tell me what to do. And she basically still, even with a gun, talks him down and is like, you kept hurting me. You need to go. And he stumbles away. And she kind of exhales like, OK, I'm OK. Runs back inside. Yeah. She puts Lexi upstairs because she thinks Lexi's going to be safer upstairs, which I fully understand that thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she comes back downstairs and tries to call Alex, but he's not picking up. And as she does, she hears liquid splashing on the front of the store because he's coating it in gasoline and he has a lighter. Yeah. So she goes outside. She gets him to close the lighter and basically apologizes to him and is like, hey, take me home because she's just trying to get him away. She's trying to yeah. save Lexi, not have the store catch on fire. She clearly did not have a change of heart. She's just trying to protect Lexi and the store. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the fireworks go off and light the store on fire. She pushes him into the water um, yes. and tries to get back to to Lexi but he tackles her he like climbs out of the water yeah and he's beating the shit out of her like fully like closed fist punching her he's yes. the worst person in the world yes he's he is. the worst but Alex sees the fire so he comes back he gets Lexi out he has to like climb up on the roof he gets Lexi out she has to jump he's having a rough time he just looks across the lake also their fireworks display display sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town. Leave them alone. They said it was the best in North Carolina. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's fine. Set your expectations low. But, you know, he sees the house on fire. He goes, gets the daughter. He's like getting, climbing out of a window with his daughter, looks to the left and watches the woman he loves being beat. And he's like, what the fuck has happened in 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he gets Lexi off the roof. She has to jump. But before he can get to Katie slash Aaron, they're wrestling with the gun, with the gun and the gun goes off and yeah. he doesn't know who's been shot at this point, but he runs over. She pushes his dead body off of him. So it looked like from the angle that she got him like right under the chin. Well, I don't even know if she shot like you don't know whose fingers on the trigger. He could have yeah, shot himself know. by mistake. Like, you don't yeah, know. Just the gun went off yeah. is all we know. Even if she did shoot him, it was fully self-defense. Like Absolutely. he was beating the shit out of her. I don't her. even like, think they needed to burn the body and throw it in the lake. But I understood they, why they, they don't. did. They body bag it. <laughs> no, he's just joking. But I, yeah. 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 Uh, so so they body bag Kevin. Meanwhile, the store has burnt to the ground because all the firemen were drunk. But the desk with the letters still survived. And I think it was because it was a metal desk that probably it, yeah. they survive in there. Yeah. Uh, and a photo survives. 
But Josh is like devastated that his mom's like study is gone. Yeah. It's super sad. I love this moment though because Alex like goes over there and Josh is like on his knees crying and like he gets down with his son and he's like I miss her too. I miss her all the time. Like it's not something you get and, over. Like it's just a really sweet moment. Yeah and it's a realistic child cry which makes it so much worse. Yeah both the kids do I think a really great <laughs> job in this. Oh yeah. So uh, we cut to Joe and Katie are talking and Joe's like, yeah, I'm finally leaving. It's time for me to go. And she basically says, like, take a lot of pictures. You only regret the ones you don't take. You deserve this. Yeah. Have fun. Enjoy fucking my husband. Like, bye. <laughs> more or less. Yeah, more or less. They start to rebuild the store. We cut to inside the house where she now, I it is. we assume she lives there now. Yeah. And he takes the letters out of the desk and gives her one that's to her. And it's just like, oh, girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was I, I started. Ugh. I was like, what is this stuff coming out of my eyes? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Devastatingly so sad. sad. Yeah. And I didn't know the twist until then. And I was like, she's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well, because then she looks at the picture of like who wrote the letter and you're like, it's been a ghost the whole time. And also Samuel L. Jackson is the polar opposite of Bruce Willis. And who knew? Um, <laughs> it was funny. I, I was sobbing and also. So and, like, and laughing at the same time. I can't believe I'm an idiot who didn't know she was a ghost. She was a ghost. Sitting here drinking my coffee just like, oh, so stupid. <laughs> so it ends with them kind of like hugging as a family. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Safe Haven? I really liked it. I honestly liked this better than I should have, <laughs> even though I knew there was a ghost. But like of Nicholas Sparks's films, I think this is one of the most watchable, I guess. This is my favorite one that we've seen for this podcast. Yeah. Yes. I have not watched many of them except for this podcast. And I was like, oh, wow, this like elicited feelings. And yeah, I thought I, I rooted for them to get together. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Unlike a lot of movies we watch where I'm like, I don't like these people. No, I want them to be together because I'm just like, yes, girl, get your life. Like, he loves you and cares for you. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. and isn't abusive. And like, I really did like the way that they like killed her husband. So she inherits all of his stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. like his pension and all of that shit. Like they get all that. I was like, that's awesome. Good for you guys for planning <laughs> this whole thing out. Yeah, for planning to murder a police officer. Oh, man. No, but this is very watchable, especially if you're like in the mood to watch like a tearjerker of a rom-com. Right. You will cry. Oh, I cried. I cried a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I cried a lot. But Paige, you have some fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Duncan, Duncan fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> All right, so let's start out with some financial fun facts about her shack in the woods. Okay. Because I did pull what's available in Southport, North Carolina right now. Okay. Is that the name of the town that they're in? Yes. It's a real town. Uh, there aren't a ton of swamp shacks, but there were some uh, what they call manufactured homes for about 200K. That was about as low as you could get. A uh, manufactured home is like a trailer yeah. home, essentially. Which, if she purchased it, which I know is unlikely anyway... Because uh, we kind of discussed that it's like 
it's probably somebody letting her stay there or whatever. But if she purchased it, her mortgage would be just under a thousand dollars a month, which means that she would need to make a minimum of about three thousand dollars a month to afford it based on loan calculators. Now, in North Carolina, they are a tipping law state, which this factors into like her job. Okay. So uh, I don't know how things are in Tennessee, but in California, you are required to pay someone minimum wage and the tips are on top of that. It's not like that here. I think it's two thirteen an hour here. Yes. Yeah. That's the same in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, in LA, your minimum wage is $15 an hour. Uh, but in North Carolina, they have to pay two thirteen an hour on like unless your tips do not equal 725 an hour yes. in which case then they pay you 725 an hour yes that is true um but that means that like she's probably making minimum wage she might be making no more in there's tips, no way she's but- making minimum wage she's making well more than minimum wage off of her tips mm-hmm. I, I mean potentially yeah I mean, it's like a tourist town and that place always looks busy when she's working. It's busy. Yeah. So like I assumed that, yeah, she was probably making closer to double potentially. Probably somewhere around there. Yeah. But even if she is, she would have to work almost 100 hours a week to to make her mortgage. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, And and that's again, that's (laughs) because we know that she has like her tips go toward that minimum wage. So she would have to make ass loads of money in tips to make $15 an hour. But let's say that she either had money saved up or that she can comfortably spend half of her income on her mortgage since we know she doesn't work full time because she's not there full time. She would still have to work (laughs) 68 hours a week to get or get tons of tips to afford that house. Yeah. So for argument's sake, I found a parcel of land that was for sale for $89,000 in the same area. Let's say it has a decrepit shack on it. That means that her mortgage would be approximately $500 a month, or this could apply if her rent was $500 a month. Yeah. Which like that sounds reasonable if she's renting it, uh, but she would still have to work 51 hours a week (laughs) or 40 with great tips to cover that mortgage. So she would have to full-time waitress, which is like yeah. not what we see in this film. She's hardly ever at that restaurant. I think she's only there for like two or, th- two or three scenes. Yeah. yeah. And so to be honest, the thing that makes the most sense to me is people being like, you can live here till you get on your feet. Yeah. Just fix it up or whatever. Yeah. I think that's why her boss is like encouraging her to go flirt with Alex because she's like, yeah. I need you out, of, out my, of my house. I need you out of my house. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to buy it, which, by <laughs> the way, unless she qualifies for an FHA loan for first-time homebuyers, which she couldn't without a real identity, she would have to provide proof of finances for approximately twenty to $40,000 just for the down payment to buy that place. So she's either renting or has been gifted that place. Yeah. That's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. Now, here's something extra fun. If you go to IMDb and look at the trivia for this movie, the literal first listed fun fact is and I quote this is the first Nicholas Sparks film adaptation to have an actual antagonist what <laughs> I think it's just because this came out before the lucky one okay because the lucky one has an antagonist as well yeah no it doesn't the storm is what kills the ex-husband because they, they saved the child together no the ex-husband is the antagonist Mikey he is the antagonist Mikey he pulls a gun at a farmer's market yeah what do you think an antagonist is yeah Shooting people out of farmers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, done. so this is the eighth Nicholas Sparks film 
uh, basically, or the eighth film to be adapted from Nicholas Sparks' novel, and the second one to be directed by Lasse Hallström. He directed Dear John, which is one of the other ones I was thinking of picking that we will eventually have to do that has Channing Tatum in it, but that was in 2010. So, Kira Knightley was originally offered the role of Katie. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, but she chose to star in Begin Again instead, which came out in 2013. The Lumpkin case, which is the guy that's innocent that he talks about, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, is named after one of the producers of the film, D. Scott Lumpkin. Cool. Okay. In the book, Alex's daughter is named Kristen as opposed to Lexi. So that's one of those things that they changed. I don't know why. Interesting. Don't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, if you're going to change a name, be something fun like Lexi. Yeah, like Lexi. Instead of like Katie. Yeah. <laughs> As, as I mentioned, uh, the bus route that she travels to get there is actually close to all commercial traffic, traffic, including and especially passenger buses. Um, the waterfront that they show prominently in the movie is the Cape Fear River at Southport, North Carolina. Okay. And the lighthouse that they see across the river is the Oak Island Lighthouse, which I did have to look up. It's not the same Oak Island from the History Channel. Okay. It's a different one. Okay, good. I checked a lot of maps and I was kind of bummed. The History <laughs> Channel one is in Nova Scotia. Yeah, um, I thought it was in Canada. Yeah. I thought so too. I was like, what is, I was like, is my geography brain so messed up that is South, is North Carolina closer to Canada than I thought? It is not. It is not. No, but Mikey has been rubbing his geography off on you, apparently. Apparently. Um, now let's talk about the book versus the movie. So okay. in the book, There's a lot more time spent with Katie still married to Kevin and him abusing her. I mean, he's okay. Uh, So like at that point, yeah. I mean, they're married through the whole movie. Like they never get divorced because she's literally on the run for her life. At the end, they she's technically a widow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, essentially, like it spends a lot more time with her in his house being abused. I'm honestly glad that that's not featured in the movie. I I just think we don't need it. Me too. Yeah, that was one of the ones where I was like, I'm good without seeing this. You have to. I mean, like sleeping with an enemy does a really good job of stuff like. I mean, like it's a love story more than an escaping an abuse story. So that makes sense. And the book, you have space and room to breathe and time, so you can do both. Absolutely integrate them. Yeah. Well, she also in the book she spends a few week a few weeks living on her own in philadelphia but he tracks her down and so then she moves oh, to north carolina that's cool yeah she's like are you fucking ben franklin yeah well, and i guess it's okay so it's her neighbor's dead daughter's social security card and birth certificate oh, that makes sense that's that makes sense. sense okay yeah. okay 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's how the neighbor helps her. Yeah. And we also get to hear Kevin's personal thoughts in the book, like as he's beating her. I'm like, that's a lot. I don't need that. Oh, I don't like that. Don't need <laughs> no, that. Thank you. So in the book, she also plans out her escape over time. And she and Joe end up having like a deeper friendship and spend a lot more time together. So it must be way more jar- jarring when you're like, she's a ghost. <laughs> and they talk about her feelings for Alex. And I'm like, that's got to be weird that you're just like, I mean... His dong went so deep, I think it touched my heart, like to his wife. <laughs> to his ghost uh, ex-wife? Or his I guess ghost ex-wife. Not ex-wife. What, what would you call her? Uh, late wife. Late wife, yeah. In the book, Alex was a detective in the army. Okay. And he figures out that Katie is hiring, is hiding from an abusive husband by noticing 
the way that she acts. So he yeah. like susses it out. Their first date is dinner at her house and he reveals that he knows that she's hiding from a husband. Like he's already figured it out. Okay. He's like, you might ask yourself why I brought you to dinner. I've solved the it's, mystery. It's at her house. But yeah, I guess during that dinner, she tells him everything and he accepts her. And so from that point forward in the book, they're protecting her yeah. and hiding okay. her. Uh, so in the novel, Kevin finds her and does set the store slash house on fire. They get both children out safely. So they, they have to save both, uh, I guess, Kristen slash Lexi and Josh. Yeah. Alex arrives and takes the kids to Katie's house. And then as he returns, he hits Kevin with his Jeep. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. Then Alex and Katie return to her house for the children, unaware that Kevin has also fled to her house, where Kevin then hits Alex with a crowbar. Oh, but he, man. But he lives. Then Katie shoots Kevin deliberately, and he bleeds to death on her porch. Good. Yeah. So it's a lot. You, I, I, That's one part that I'm like, I could have done with more revenge at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for Thanks those for fun, fun facts. facts page. Let's talk some box office. So this movie movie came out in 2013 what do you think the budget for safe haven was okay i'm always low i'm gonna say 33 million dollars okay Paige, what do you think oh i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna say it's 20 mil all right you guys are on either side of it i think mikey's technically a bit closer at 28 million dollars now this movie came out on february 15th 2013 so oh. Smart. Yeah, very, very smart. It was mm -hmm. third in the box office the week it came out. It was beat by A Good Day to Die Hard was number one. <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> Die Hard movie. That oh, is the worst that's the Die Justin Hard Long movie. one. Oh. Yeah, um, and where he like throws a helicopter at a guy. Well, he throws a motorcycle at a helicopter, but yeah. That's I mean, what it is. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, love that movie. Uh, number two was Identity Theft. Number three was obviously Safe Haven, as I mentioned. Number four was Escape from Planet Earth. And number five was a, a movie that we should do for Valentine's Day on Horror Virgin, Warm Bodies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that book, too. Yeah. Um, so what do you think Safe Haven made in its first week out, February 15th, 2013? Ooh, Valentine's Day? I bet it made that 20 mil. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it made 22 million. All right, so it actually made $21.4 million, so great Damn, guesses. Now, right on either side. It did have an extended release, so it's total gross by the end of that weekend, because it probably actually came out on the 14th, but the weekend right, yeah. didn't start on the 15th. So the total gross for that whole weekend was $30.2 million. Damn. So it, it did very, very well uh, in yeah. its opening weekend. What do you think it went on to make domestically in its theatrical run? I'm going to say it doubles its budget and put it at like 55. All right, Mikey, what do you think? I think 72. So, Mikey, you're very, very close. It was 71.3, almost 0.4 million dollars. And then it went on to make another 22.6 million dollars internationally for a total of 94 million dollars. So it did very, Ooh. very well. And then in the home market, it made another 29.7 million dollars. So it See, made. See, this is why they keep making Nicholas Sparks shit. I know because they print money, and this definitely printed money. I want to interview him so badly. I heard he's an asshole. That oh, would that's not what I want. surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but that is your box office. Are they still together? 
Yeah, I think so. I think they're still together. I think so too. They they had a bond and then strengthened that bond through a trauma bond. So yeah, <laughs> I think that they definitely had a bond before the trauma happened. So I think they have I a shot. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, Paige, you made us watch Safe Haven. Next week, it's my turn. And I uh-huh. want to return to a movie that I saw very, very young in my youth. And I am a thousand percent sure is terrible and does not hold up. And that movie okay. is... Can't buy me love. Oh, we're doing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Ever since we saw Patrick Dempsey on Scream Three, I've been dying to revisit oh, yeah. it. But Paige, it is terrible. Have you seen it? I, I've seen it. I, I saw it as a child. Same. And didn't and didn't like it as a child. It made me very uncomfortable when I was younger. And then as an adult, have rewatched it and been like, oh, this is horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is so bad. I have not seen this since before I could drive. Same. So. Mikey, same. I'm looking forward to revisiting it, but I remember some things about it that I'm like, oh, that is terrible. I don't remember <laughs> anything about it except for him riding a lawnmower. Yes. No, this is going to be Cruel Intentions level yeah. bad. It's going to be a fun episode. So your homework for next week is to take a wine bottle, pour the wine out of it, yeah. fill it with vodka, get vodka drunk, and watch can't buy me love it's a martini bottle okay oh, first off it's classy me. excuse me so mike do you have a review for us to read i do have a review. awesome well whose review are you gonna read this week h weight 85 awesome well what does h weight 85 have to say title of review thank god oh well you're welcome oh god not todd my bad sorry okay. oh, i misheard oh, you that's your brand that that, that, that checks out <laughs> i was in a rut of re-listening to other podcasts that i've caught up with tried a lot of lackluster mediocre podcasts that pretty much became background noise and I couldn't tell you what they were about unless they annoyed me to the point of turning them off. Is this a five star review? I'm concerned. It gets hold on. Okay, okay, okay. I simply typed movies into the search, looked at the list of movies you had, far different than most. Really? Okay. And thank you, all caps. Oh, you're welcome. I do billing work remotely that can be so very tedious. Oh, yeah. And I just received an email from my supervisor that my productivity has increased. <laughs> we did that. Guys, we mm. did that. Yeah. I want my cut of your pay raise if you get one. Yeah. Now, I can't say yet that that means I did a good job, but I am still grateful. <laughs> it's like when I add Frank's hot sauce to bland food. That's what it was, <laughs> like finding this podcast in a sea of sterile nonsense. Five stars. Wow, that's an amazing review. Thank you so much, HWeight85, for that amazing review. And if you want Mikey to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show oh. SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. She was a ghost the whole time. (laughs) I just want you guys to read this letter, and I'm not supposed to give it to you until I know that you're the podcast host that I'm going to settle with. (laughs) Why does mine say to fucker? (laughs) 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 Bye.